Hello and welcome back to the Super Show podcast. This week, I am your host, Alex Jones. I was not here last week, so I'm super excited to be back talking to two lovely fellas who know everything there is to know about video games and have some amazing trashy opinions. Um, I'm joined, of course, by Jamie and Chris. Hello, fellas. How are you doing? Wow. Hello. Hello to you, sir. Welcome back. Uh from your Arctic exp- expedition, I imagine. Yeah, looking a little bit chilly down there, Jonesy. Everything okay? Yeah, it was, you know, it gets cold, what can I say? In it's Antarctica. Me. In Antarctica, oh, it gets chilly, weird. it gets cold. Just uh, trying to snuggle up into your sleeping bag, trying to keep warm, but it doesn't work. Oh, oh, I always then. forget. You, you, you go to Antarctica and then you just sleep in a fucking sleeping bag. What is wrong with you? Just like this, just... Pull it up tight and huddle in. Is it, is it polar bears that live in the Arctic and penguins live in the Antarctic? Is that right? Is it that way around? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Because I, I have no thing. frame of reference. Isn't that the thing that people always think polar bears eat penguins, but they don't live in the same um, hemisphere, so they can't. Hang on, why? There you though? go. Because they do live in different hemispheres. Yeah. But it's all cold. <laughs> but polar bears, I imagine, oh, can't swim that far. I've, I've, just, I've just egged what's going on here. Jamie's a flat earther and he thinks that we're living in a filament and there's a wall of ice around. The, so the, they're the, in the same place because yeah. it's just the outside. They're you just got to walk long enough. It's all connected. But to be fair, Damn the North Pole and the South Pole is just a figment of our, our imagination because if you decided to look at the world upside down, then no one could argue with you. So that's just my, that's just my two cents. And if you, wow. if you try and shoot me down and if you try and tear down any of my ideas, then you're a fascist. So I suggest you leave it at that. <laughs> I love I love now knowing that Jamie thinks if you turn the world turn to the world upside down, the well, North no, Pole like, would I'm then saying, be the South I'm Pole. Yeah. The yeah. World is a matter of perspective. It's like imagine the planet Earth as like a USB 2.0 thing. Like which way is the right way up? No, like we'll, every guess is that our first guess is exactly that. It's a guess. So no, surely it's not, if there's, there's, no there's a seam. No, if there's a seam at the bottom of the USB, <laughs> then that's the bottom. Oh. Yeah, but now ignore the USB. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking and, and we exposed on, you. Stop trying to distract for the me with hypocrite USB that you are. And let's bring it back to the here and now. I'm talking about planet Earth. If you were born upside down, let's say like... Yeah, like let's Mickey, say you were born upside down. Who lives down, in Australia. And the world is always upside down. So the North Pole becomes the South Pole. It's just it's food for thought. I mean, so, not really... Everyone listening to this has learned that there is a seam in the earth, and if you find it, that's how you tell which way up the earth goes. Yeah, exactly. So we're, Human we're beings have seams as well. Do, did you ever think when you were a kid that you were stitched together like Frankenstein's because you kept finding like things that seem like stitch marks? Uh, the women don't have a seam in the same way guys do, though. <laughs> On our gooch, you mean? I mean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but they do have a seam. It just ripped. <laughs> no, it's the opposite. <laughs> I heard it all They don't have a. Imagine, anyway, imagine two Jesus. pieces of fabric seamed together and rip it apart. No, no, but they, they're just showing a little bit of, uh, of developmental interesting biology in case people out there didn't know. Everyone in the womb starts with a vagina. And if you're a boy, it seals up, which is why you end no. up with a, uh, a seam down Not there. True. So uh, if you're a woman and you want to have a little look at the a bloke's seam, just ask him if you, you can uh, yeah, pop his take, trousers I'll down. You, I'll take you on better, Jonesy. It's the reason why men have nipples, Greg. <laughs> can you true. milk me? That's not true. It is. Uh, no, no, when you're in the room, I, I can when tell you're you, in... I, ne- I never had one. I never had one. What, you, I, know for, you, I know for fact. What, you've, no never had, you've never had nipples, Greg? No, I never had what Jonesy said I had. I'm not going to say that word. <laughs> but I never had one. 
It's, it's <laughs> not a proper one. I'll, like I'll a, show you a the ultrasounds, bro. I've had a yeah, dong. A, I've been a, fucking slinging dong yeah. since embryotic phase. <laughs> Mate, not a real one. Magnum dong. Just a pseudo I've one. On, I've been on a Sigma grind set from the wow. second I was conceived. Okay, oh, a Sigma, yeah. This Fuck is enough. this is how you can tell one of the, a Sigma male is they have no seam. That's yeah, how you exactly. tell. It's real Sigmas were born with dongs and gills. <laughs> yeah, what? But we're not born with... Oh, God. Yeah. I'm so sorry, everyone, for this pitiful job of hosting I've done where I've let already get jo- to this, Jonesy, this get, point. Can I, can I save you? Okay? Yes, because please. Because you can get penguins in Cape Town, and Cape Town is very close to the Antarctic, so... Which is where you've been holidaying, and that's why your video is blue. I'm, yeah, I'm blue. But I'm not because I fixed it in post. But none of you can see that. But anyway, we digress. Thank you so much for joining us. We are a gaming podcast. Uh, you can catch us in lovely video on YouTube um, over, uh, well, I was going to say at All Time Ga- not All Time Gaming. I was going to say Super Show, but we're not All Time Gaming or Super Show, so I just confused myself. Um, but we're on YouTube, so check us out. Wait, we are Super oh. Show. Are we Super Show on YouTube? I thought we were like some random what list of letters be? and numbers. Yeah, we're Super Show. Oh, you mean if you want to get the exact URL? Uh, the URL, the URL yeah. thing. That's you know, when you can't type names. in... No, uh, no. Super Show pod or Super Show? Yeah. Oh, we actually that. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know if you st- if that was still a thing on YouTube. Anyway, <laughs> you can catch us on Twitter at Super Show um, if you would like to... Uh, at Super Show pod if you would like to contact us or send us a little message on there. Chris is going to double check about what we are on YouTube because I'm not yeah. too sure. It, it, it is. It, if you type in super, uh, youtube.com forward slash Super Show, it is a Russian channel with six subscribers <laughs> and three videos. Uh, That's why I feel it. But if you type in Super Show pod... Oh, it is Super Show. Okay, I'm sorry. Do you it remember wasn't... the um, the episode where we found out that uh, there was a person called Super Show on OnlyFans? Yes. Can we? No, but let's stop. Let me just do this bit, and then you can talk about OnlyFans. <laughs> all right. So, thank you for checking, Chris. It actually does say in the doc, but I was double checking because I wasn't too sure. We are at Super Show Pod on YouTube and Twitter, but we are also available on podcasting platform. What? It's just a naked man, and he's based in London. Oh no, he's based in London. Stop. Stop. I'm we are just, also just looking on at podcasting black and white images of hot men. <laughs> We're also on podcasting platforms. Some of the best, <laughs> like Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, but where, wherever you get your podcasts. So um, check us out on there. We're also on paisleyradio.com every Thursday at 10 p.m. And we repeat on Mondays. So you can catch us twice. So even if you miss it, you can catch it again. It is oh, yeah. all good. Um, and now, even with Jamie trying to uh, sabotage our intro... Jamie's just made, going down the naked manhole. What's a himbo? <laughs> a himbo? Himbo. This guy's pronouns are he himbo. I don't want to know what a himbo is now. It's going to be I, something weird. Yeah, I'm going to fucking claw my don't way back Google out it. of that rabbit hole. That's yeah, it's going to be like... You, you've got a full go to you over there. Feel, so. Lads, I'm be clear, honest <clears> with you, I've filled my gay porn quota for the evening. And uh, I'm going to close that tab. Well, well I'd say what, how about to pull it back? Can I offer you a comment of the week? Do you prefer Ooh. it when they pull it back, Jonesy? I do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the only way you can keep a clean fella. So. Uh, so this comment of the week comes from Dynasty's Edge. Uh, he says, I'd watch the paraplegic clairvoyant, especially if the Rick and Morty guys made it. It'd fit right in with the universe and type of humour. Wow. Um, Related to saying you guys were talking about last week on the pod when I wasn't here, so... Yeah, we, we, we spoke a lot of shit, and uh, it seems like we're following the trend this week. Mm. 
What what I like here though is that Dynasty's Edge has really grasped where we succeed, perhaps as a group and a and a, and a podcast, and where we completely fall short. He's acknowledged that the idea of a paraplegic clairvoyant is quite funny, but the idea of us making it or following through on that idea in any way, shape, or form would be a disaster. So give it to talented people who know how to create things, like the Rick and Morty guys. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go, to be fair. Dan, Dan Harmon, hit me up. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll pen a deal. Just, all right? just wait till you guys hear about the time that Matt Groening DM'd us about known murderers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Hey, DMs are open, Matt. Yeah, Let us know. They actually are. Let us know. Just slide on in. Yeah. Um, so a little bit this uh, different this week because mm. we don't have um, a whole range of news topics to talk about because we're going to go hard on uh, Gamescom, which um, started on Wednesday, yesterday for us, but two days ago <laughs> for you, if you're listening to this on Friday, um, on the 25th. Um, it was the opening night of Gamescom where we, the lovely Jeff Keighley did us a little stage show and chatted opening about games. Live. Yeah, Jeff in his shoes. Jeff in his shoes. And his burgundy uh, jacket. Bless Jeff. I love Jeff. I'm not going to say anything disparaging at all about his outfit <laughs> at all. Um, anyway, so we're going to talk about that. But first of all, we do have to mention some awesome, fantastic, uh, wonderful individuals. There are, of course, mm. our Patreons over at patreon.com forward slash super show who support us and keep us making this absolute train <laughs> crash of a podcast every week, uh, week in, get, week it's out. It's getting worse and worse, doesn't it? It's like... I think it's my... Open, I'm, yeah. I said, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here this week and I, I, it's gone completely off the rails. So I think it's probably my fault. There you go. Uh, see, I feel like we're in our element. Like this is us. Be, you know, we had a guest last week. We had to be in our best behaviour. Now we're just slipping back into our usual rhythm. Hold on, best behaviour? We're talking about paraplegic clairvoyance you know and, yeah. and duck rape. There was some really like, bad stuff last week. That's not even the worst of it. So actually, I, I withdraw that statement and no one listened to last week's episode, if you haven't already. Well, luckily no one did. <laughs> but if you're a fan of uh, the just interesting is it just interesting it's just in- I always yeah, want to say the, quite interesting but it's, no, it's just, just interesting, just interesting. <laughs> isn't it oh that's that's Jonesy's competitor that he's cooking up that's why he quite wasn't here last week he was uh, recording some quite interesting no good quite- friend to the show Martin Ruffle from just interesting was here filling uh, filling the third chair so thank you very much to him so let's quickly cover our patrons because I didn't even get a chance to read them out yet because I was once again not doing it right. I wasn't even interrupted. It was me that interrupted myself. The Patreons. You can see some on screen right now, but I would like to mention some others. There are Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy. By the way, guys, I've changed my mind. The Mandalorian has the best writing and the Darksaber is the best looking part. Yes, Bacando, Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starful Kid, Zach Cream, and the Big Dogs. They are Shellshock, Doppler, Hacksaw Book Reed, Manuel Bandersnatch is a game, Guerrero, P. Wad and the dude abides. Thank you all so much for supporting the channel, for um, being there for us and supporting us and letting us make this content for you every week. Also, oh, some yeah. extra content, which is on our Patreon. And we've recently uploaded um, some vlogs that we did on another channel that so rudely was interrupted. <laughs> um, <laughs> But if you want to catch those and you are a member of, um, of our Patreon, $5 and up, I believe, you can get the extra yeah. content and you can see some... Uh, not debauchery. We're pretty well behaved in our vlogs, so you can see us 
at gaming yeah. events. Yeah. Like Gamescom. Yeah. Like Gamescom. Well, we, we, said, we said this year we were hoping that we would be able to be in a position where we could go like on a road trip, do a vlog for the patrons, go to um, Gamescom for this year. But unfortunately, it's not an IRL event. So it is a digital ho- hoping, only, yeah. Yeah, hoping for next year because yeah, I'd really, sure. I just want to get get hot and sweaty with you fellas in, in a car as we're driving uh, intercontinental. You might, mate. I need some German sausage, and I need it to be with you guys. So, well, Steph is half German, so you know he, <laughs> you know he will oblige. I don't I know do, how much of a good cookie is though. So, I do, I do miss the diets we end up going on when we go to Gamescom because it is a whole week of just <laughs> mostly eating schnitzel. <laughs> Schnitzel and, and schnitzel uh, and dogs of rare, yeah. various descriptions. Yeah, and, and the Kolsch. Yeah, the Kolsch. It's hard not to enjoy life when um, when that's all you've got on the agenda. That and video games. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Like, I, I was... So I uploaded those videos. It's just like, oh, just like pure nostalgia hit. And obviously it's not like it was the smoothest kind of sailing while we were there. We did have our kind of ups and downs, but... Just, man, what a time to be alive. Ups and downs. I can remember, yeah, plenty of ups and downs. I re- and in fact, I'm not even going to fucking call that one out. But yeah, um, I, I put it this way. I don't think I've ever watched the vlog you edited for Gamescom 2019, Chris. Oh, you've got to watch it, dude. I it's... don't think I ever have. I, I cringe watching myself in shit, especially when it's raw, if that makes sense. Yeah. And to be Jamie, fair, there, raw there is, is a... the best way to have him as well. Uh, yeah. And there is a shot of Jamie taking a shit and in the shower, so. Oh, I know. ASB64 still has it as, twi- as his Twitter profile picture, so. Yeah, I'm reminded of that existing very regularly. I, uh, I think it must have been 2018, the year before, when uh, Jamie and I went and did the yeah. um, Gamescom. Um, doing that vlog was a lot of fun, and getting Jamie to do uh, bits to camera in, like, the middle of a really public square where there was people all around. Oh, as a very confident and outgoing guy on the podcast, trying to get him to do that was that you know actually he wasn't his most comfortable. <laughs> so he was yeah, like, you know, you know what it is. It. It's it's Jamie. Jamie's too big for this world. And <laughs> okay, well, he didn't have to make it about being fat, but okay. yeah, sure, I get it. I don't no, think it's, it's, it's most like public spaces. I get you know. No, is the vlog getting up? Is it a vlog? That, to, what? Sorry, I was saying, Chris, where you were being the Pokemon guy is that a vlog? Is that in a vlog? No, no, that was its own separate video. Yeah, I was, was having a okay. conversation uh, about that very video just the other night with some of our old colleagues. Really? Oh, yeah, God. because how, how um, did that go? Because uh, we were we were reminiscing about uh, our old job, um, and I was having dinner with a person who dinner followed you round, Chris, having to get people to sign consent forms after you'd thrown <laughs> pokeballs at them, and it was his first week at the job. Amazing. Oh God, just, we just time. hired we just hired this 18-year-old kid and we said to him, follow this grown man around who's dressed as Atch Ketchum, and when he's done throwing Pokeballs at people, approach them and ask for permission to use them in a video. <laughs> use the footage in a video. That was his first memory of us, so we were reminiscing. Why did we that. even ask for permission? Like, fuck it. Like I don't know. Gives a, who gives a shit? I, that was one of my, I remember doing that especially in my, one back of my then, first it was Wild West, dude. Yeah. I had to do that once with, um, I was out in Newcastle for like Halloween and interviewing people with like Vox Pop stuff and then having to get like drunk people that had just, you know, like <laughs> said st- on camera or been interviewed and then try and go, sorry, can you sign this form and put your address and your phone number? And they're like, whoa, oh God, this is the worst. Yeah. But yeah. What can I say? Good times. Anyway. Good times. 
Do you know what I want to know, guys? Go on, then. I want to know what you've been playing. Oh. Wow. Fucking raw-dogging it right in. Yeah. I also want to know what Jamie was about to say, to be fair. (laughs) Oh, I was was just going to say that I might actually watch the Gamescom vlog just to be reminded of some of the stuff that happened. Please do. Please do. It is a a good video. It's enjoyable. There were some... I th- a, lot, a lot of them just courtesy of Steph being there. There were just some ridiculous moments because I remember <laughs> filming some stuff on my phone for my own personal use. Um, and the other thing I was going to say, Hello. oh, no, come on. I oh, just yeah. Mean, oh, like, yeah. No, oh, yeah. personal use, personal <laughs> entertainment. I'm specifically talking about the time that Steph didn't acknowledge that he had was, was basically blind in one eye when he volunteered himself <laughs> to do a VR demo. And uh, the people representing the company that made a VR peripheral panicking <laughs> as Steph couldn't complete the most basic like <laughs> FPS sequences in this fucking yeah. VR demo. Jonesy, Jonesy, they were legitimately, they come up, they, they, we heard them like, but chattering behind us, thinking that their demo was broken because... <laughs> no, no, Steph's broken. Because it's Steph not was not hitting any of the zombies, like standing right up to them, point blank with a revolver in his like, hand and missing them. His de- perception like, was all off. Like, he, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't have any, I guess, no, if he's yeah. really got and then, and then, so he was playing Arizona Sunshine Poor and you've got to like open up the door to get ammo. And he couldn't even like couldn't. get the door open. He was like going not too far or not far enough for the yeah, handle. Yeah, but we we had forgotten about this, and then obviously these guys didn't know about it. So they were like, "Oh my god, this demo's broken! Like, what are we going to do? We're going to have to pull the plug on this like yeah. whole like whole <laughs> like, uh, public thing." I'm not even also Chris. I'm not even exaggerating, am I, when I say that we <clears throat> had a meeting with these guys, so we rocked up, and nothing was really happening. And a crowd began to form yeah. as Steph was playing the demo. Yeah, it's the worst like poor poor Steph. Wasn't oh, it? Wasn't that, that the demo that where he had the he had the skinny feet thing as well. Yes. So that, yeah. that was what they were trying to sell with these right, right. frictionless shoes. So you would sit in your chair and basically move your feet back and forth along the floor to run in game. Yeah. That worked really well, actually. Yeah. They clearly caught on two years later. <laughs> I might have to get myself some. One in every household. I'm, do you know what? I was thinking I was thinking today that I need to boot up the VR that I haven't used it for a long time. Um, and I really would like to get back into, you know, playing some experiences. Yeah. But yeah. talking about playing experiences, Chris... Boom. What have, you, what have you been playing recently? Oh, yeah. Well, doing? okay. Before I get into what I've been playing, I'm going to go into what I've been watching <clears throat> as a kind of like follow-on from last week. And because Jamie was giving me uh, such stick about it, I watched Suicide Squad. Jamie, are you there happy? Oh, nice. Okay. I am very happy. How does it feel that you, uh, <clears throat> you actually could have watched one quarter of another season of your favorite show instead? Do you feel like it was a, a waste of time? Okay. What? <laughs> No, uh, Suicide Squad, buddy. It was cool. Yes. I enjoyed it. Good. I, I will. I will say that, like, probably they they should have lent more into the kind of silliness and absurdity of it, and I think it would have made would have made for a better film. Okay. Like okay. It, it just kind of felt like. It was wacky, and then it was like, no, 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 okay, like we're done with the wackiness, and now we're just going to carry on. And it's like, oh, and it's wacky again. Oh, I, right. I think they just could have pushed it a bit more. Not to say that they did a bad job with it at all, but like, interesting, interesting. It was cool. Like you know, you know that that scene where they, it's not much of a spoiler. I'll try and keep it like spoiler free. Um, yeah. There's a scene where Peacekeeper and Bloodsport are walking through a um, a like, camp. A camp, and they're just murdering people. I, but I they, mentioned it the other week. Yeah, yeah like yeah, they're trying. To, it's like the one-upmanship of like, yeah, yeah. That that scene was so ridiculously good. Yeah, so ridiculously the, the way good. the way it ended when you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. 
But even even the fact of like um, seeing John Cena just walking by with someone sleeping in a hammock and he's got a, a hatchet and he just like, just so casually just like starts hacking yeah. him. That was where I started to get on board with that film really was that sequence. And then again, I won't spoil it for afterwards, but there are a few line of dialogues and one visual gag all relating to Polka Dot Man that occur kind of like in the five minutes or so after that sequence that oh, right, yeah. were, were hilarious. I'm hoping you know the visual gag that I'm referring to. Um, when it comes to the Polka Dot's unique, Polka Dot Man's unique outlook on the world that it, that allows oh, him to yes, act the way he yeah. does. The first yeah, time yeah. you get that, I yeah. laugh my head off. <laughs> sorry, oh, I need a, to see it. No, I hate talking yeah, really about it. I want to see it. Yeah, no, Jonesy, watch it. Watch it. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's definitely good. And I think we touched on it last week when we said like this one is very much aware of what it is and how goofy it is, and you kind of have to be with that kind of uh, idea behind the squad itself and probably where the previous attempt at suicide squad was they were just trying to be cool whereas this is like no we're not there's nothing cool about this it's just fucking stupid and and silly and that's and they they lean on it but i think they just could have lent on it like a little bit more i did i heard um, some people talking about it the other day and and i must admit there was a little bit of um, confusion about whether or not it is a uh, con- not a sequel, but a continuation of Suicide Squad versus yeah. a remake of Suicide Squad that happens to feature some of the same actors in the same roles. It's not I, a remake, I don't think. No, it's not okay. a remake. I, not, I have, not a remake, but like a uh, a reboot, I suppose. Well, I think one thing with I the mentioned... some same characters. One thing I mentioned when I brought it up a few weeks ago, and Chris, I don't know if you picked, this, uh, picked up the same note as me, but it seemed at the beginning that um, Harley Quinn and Captain Boomerang seem to acknowledge one another as though they had worked together before. Oh, 100%. right, okay. 100%, yeah. 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 So it's more like they just don't talk about the events of the previous yeah, movie. Yeah, but that's, that's, exactly, how I see, I, I see, that's I exactly how I read into it. Like, Suicide Squad exists in the Suicide Squad, and they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Also, oh, okay. it's worth noting that, again, without spoilers, this film does a much better job than the other Suicide Squad did of setting up a, like... In that film, they called themselves the Suicide Squad because basically they're going on suicide <laughs> missions where you're almost more likely to die than survive. And, and like, they're a squad. And they're a squad. <laughs> and then like one person dies at the beginning to like be like, oh shit, people can die. And then like they're kind of like a squad for the rest of the film, more or less, with a few exceptions. This film is much better at being like, no, they're called the Suicide Squad because fuck, people fucking die. Like lots <laughs> right. of people die. Um, yeah. And I think once Which you they didn't really of, have the balls in the maybe the original exactly. version of to, Whereas, to yeah. do this that. film absolutely has the balls to be like, oh, here's this person, they're dead, um, <laughs> which kind of much better helps this premise of like these people aren't going to get that attached to each other or become friends, and you're not going to reminisce about oh, where's Deadshot? Like it doesn't matter. Like he's yeah. probably dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. Although interestingly, I believe they someone <laughs> did say at some point in time that that's why Idris Elba did not play Deadshot is because. If Will Smith wants to come back, he can, basically, is what I heard. Yeah. Right. They yeah. should bring him back and, like, kill him off immediately. Oh, like, what? So they good. just killed off Will Smith immediately. Be like, yeah. It was, I mean, it's, it, like, the way they lean into that suicide aspect of Suicide Squad, it's really good. Really, really good. Uh, just yeah. just watch it, Jonesy. Just highly recommend it. I would say that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Good, some good stuff. Um, That's some very good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Then, uh, surprisingly... I continued my hot streak of playing more games than I usually do. 
nice. that, that don't include Dota or Apex. Um, I tried out 12 minutes. Indeed. So, which, uh, yeah. which is the top-down... Uh, yeah, top-down Annapurna interactive um, yes. narrative-led time, time loop. loop. Yes, it's it's. It, Jamie spoke about it briefly last week. He, you only you only did like two hours or so, right? Um, I think even le- I think it was an hour in last week, and maybe two actually. <coughs> yeah, yeah. So, much. so I did I did about two hours, and um, I just could not chill with it. I'll be honest. I, I that first of all, there's a level of jank to the title where the movement does not feel smooth. Like you issuing commands, you know, point and click style, but it's just like collisions all over the place and it's like it just felt jankier than i was expecting right but then also like i don't know the 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 whole idea of it it effectively it's like a a roguelike whereby you fail but you learn more and you continue and blah 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 so that's where the time loop aspect comes in you're not gonna solve it in the first couple of playthroughs because you've got to experience the scenarios that open up in front of you and then right. gather that information. It's almost like that movie. <clears throat> excuse me. It's almost like that movie Source Code. Where oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Bomb on a train. Is that okay. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and, Jake uh, G. Duncan Jones directing. So it, it's almost like that where as you go through each loop, you start to understand other things and you can like, oh, there's a watch hidden in the vent that you need to find. And okay, right. where's where's the vent or whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. Is it like right. a murder mystery type deal with the, yes. that you're trying to figure out? Yeah. Like a, like a, well, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a murder mystery of sorts. Actually, yeah, yeah. technically it is basically a murder it mystery. It is, it is a murder mystery, yeah. A murder mystery that sprung <laughs> on because you're essentially um, being uh, detained on the basis of like of a murder that you don't, your wife doesn't believe she committed. Yeah. Right. But then what what became... It's definitely an interesting... Like, from what I've seen of it and what I've heard, it's one of those things that sort of grabs you and looks interesting, sounds interesting. It's on Game yeah. Pass as well, so um, it's one of those that I, yeah. you know, wanted yeah. to play. But, it's yeah, it's interesting to get your guys' takes on it because, um, yeah, like I said, I haven't, I haven't played much of it or any of it, sorry, at all. I think, I think you're spot on. It's, it's very much an intriguing concept. And I think if, it, if, it, if you can click with it, I think you can really get some satisfaction out of it. But for me, it was very much a case of like, as I was going through these, let's call them permutations of like the story and uncovering stuff and just trying different things. It, it, it occurred to me that it's like, I just, I just don't have the time or the effort that I want to put into something like this. Right. Um, you know, it, so, it's, so but you put two hours in, you have you done like eight run throughs or whatever? Is it literally 12 minute clock every time and then it resets or is it? So, yeah. Sometimes it's less. Um, okay, because there are yeah. ways that you can kind of like forward time. The like, the first time that I started, I just ignored everything, and that's maybe probably where I went down. Like a, a tip that I would say is, if you're starting the game, maybe just do the stuff the game wants you to do in the first did, playthrough at the very least. I'm surprised you didn't. I didn't. I went. I I went straight into the bed and I I slept until the guy kicked, knocked on the door. Okay, bro, you're rogue. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know my second playthrough, yeah, is I hit I hid in the closet and then I watched the whole story unfold from the oh, closet. So the, the funny thing is, like again, we come trying not to get into spoiler territories, but obviously, yeah. that's an important playthrough. And yes, so it here's is, an interesting thing: you said something earlier that made yeah. me raise my eyebrows because I thought it was a spoiler. 
But the issue is, what I'm now learning, is you did it inside the first 24 minutes of the game. Yeah. I did it about three hours into the game. Really? Oh, my. Seriously? Took, took me a long time to say, oh, I'm just... Well, we've already said it. I'm just going to hide in the closet and watch as though I never yeah. arrived. Yeah. Took me a long time. Because I was doing, so now Chris I was, knows what was, happened. So now you because, know what happened. No, because also, I mean, no, no, I, I've completed the game. Um, oh, no, no, oh, but I'm saying... But, okay. Yeah. I'm, but I'm like, Chris's character knew what happened almost straight away. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll let, I'll let Chris oh, finish okay. his thoughts, but then like that, that kind of ties it. What you're getting onto there, Jonesy, ties in some of the problems. But yeah, so, so, yeah so, so for me, it was like, okay, there's, there's a lot of kind of like branches here that you could do within this 12 minutes. Like, it, it sounds quite like simple. You think it, when, when they first announced the game, I was like, a 12 minute loop, that's like pathetic. How much gameplay are they going to cram into this? But actually playing it, and, and maybe I'm wrong because, Jamie, you're telling me you finished it, you know, I started going through what I thought was like a normal playthrough, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's like I was just a little bit too gung-ho into it. But I saw what I was doing as the start of a gameplay, and I was like, if I've got like another four hours of having to deal with this, like I'm out. And that's the conclusion right. I came to. Because I was like, this is going to be way too complex. And like, really, if you want to get down to this kind of level, you're going to have to start like taking fucking, you know, write down notes and shit. And I was like, I, oh, just, interesting. I just can't be bothered. At, at the same time, where it's like a week where we've got um, two games I'm going to talk about that I played, which was Diablo 2 and Psychonauts 2. It's like, uh, I'm not going to spend time on this. I'll just go play something else. Also, Hades, you know, just played that. So I, I, I was pulled away from it. In, and maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Maybe if I'd followed the advice that I'm setting out here and saying in your first playthrough and, you know, your first loop, definitely just follow the story. And then maybe in a couple of the others, just kind of like, just take the smaller branches. Whereas I was like, I know what's expected of me and I'm just going to try and go like fucking do insane shit straight away. Right. Okay. You know? I'm not that surprised that's how you played it, having met you. <laughs> <laughs> known you for quite a while. Actually, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shall I... Shall I uh, try yeah, to yeah, by all, all means, like, Jamie. Yeah, go for it. The, so the funny thing is, Chris, I think you reached a conclusion that a lot of other people will reach and that I have kind of also reached myself. The thing yeah. is, you did it in about half, if not a third of the time that other people will. Um, hey, this is why I watch YouTube videos at uh, two times speed. You know, right. come on, buddy, keep on my level. Because the issue is, like, you mentioned, like, does this get really complicated and does it devolve into, like, taking notes and things like that? And the yeah. answer is no, it doesn't. And that's because some of the early sort of, like, endless possibilities the game presents itself where there's all these objects and items and interactable uh, environments yeah. uh, and so on and so forth, um, they funnel down to a point where, like, okay, I'm starting to get the thread of a story here and I know what I need to pick out on the next run. The issue is that the, like it gets into this flow of one run leads into a next, one run leads into a next, and yeah. that's when you start to get to a point where like it opens up the door for getting stuck because there might actually be only one thing you need to do to progress or one avenue you haven't sort of fully explored, and that's where the game can get at its most tricky because you know I, I watched a video that made a very interesting point like we all played like uh, like Lucas we all played like um, fucking Dead the Tentacle or Monkey Island yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And you get stuck in those because it's like the the solutions are so obnoxious. But when the solutions oh, it was were the, obnoxious, it was the fucking yeah. And Day of the Tentacle, the thing that caught me was like you had to make a flag look like a 
jumper. Then you take the jumper, you put it through time in a, in a washing machine. It shrinks. You put it on a hamster. It's just yeah. like, dude. But now that imagine. Was, that was wicked. It was wicked, but it, was, it's, it, it, it is a, 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 a puzzle funnel, right? You're getting right. bottlenecked through that one right. solution. But, but yeah, the thing yeah, is, yeah. when you're playing those games, that bottleneck is ever-present. You go to another part of the map or you start tinkering with something else, the bottleneck you need to find and get through is still there. <laughs> In 12 yeah. minutes, it's not. Because let's say the bottleneck is uh, a dialogue option or uh, using an object on a certain character or during a certain event that happens 10 minutes into a 12-minute time loop. And let's say you don't know exactly how to do it. Let's say you fuck it up a couple of times. Every yeah. time, a time loop resets. And eventually you get to the point where there are time loops that have things that you need to do to set up things that happen later on. So I'm now going into a time loop where I'm like, right, loop starts, go here, take that, do this, go there, take... And it becomes almost like these robotic animations and, like, you're forced to do loops that seem... Like, there's no checkpointing. The fast-forwarding through dialogue is never quite as effective as you wanted it to be. Yeah. And you end up having this thing of, like, not only am I stuck, but I get, like, a one-minute window every 12 minutes to play around with a thing that I think I might need to do to progress. Right, and, and then that, you don't know if that was if you were on the right track, so you might right. have to do it again. Or yeah, exactly. And then, and and then you think to yourself, I don't think I could be bothered to go through another ten minutes to have a two-minute window to complete yeah. the task. And then, like, that's, watched, that's where I was right. coming up against. I watched it. a video review, uh, for example. Like, this isn't a spoiler, but there are uh, there's a table set at the beginning of the game that has fake candles on it. And I yeah. watched a video review, and in the video review, they were picking up the fake candles and doing weird stuff with them. And I was like, oh shit, I never use the fake candles in anything. So then it's like I spent a whole run like picking these things up and thinking like, oh, is there some shit where if I do this with that and this with and it's like the answer was like spoiler alert, the, the fake candles are fucking nothing to do with that game. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> the fake candles are worthless. <clears throat> but like, you still have this thing of like, okay, I've now got to backtrack and like, am I am I have I created a bottleneck that I need to push through or do I need to pull away from the bottleneck and go some like find a different path yeah so it's like, like a it, psychological bottleneck because it's not uh, right. bottleneck might not exist but you think you're so narrowly focused on some solution yeah. and, and cracking the, something that you think there's nothing else to do and the reason you can't be sure Chris is exa- is exactly what you were mentioning earlier when it's like you you said it's like a roguelike because you need to go on runs for your character to learn new information. Yeah. And that's the key differentiator is your character needs to learn new information, not you. Because when you play something like, do you remember Her Story, where you would watch the video Mm. files? um, Yeah. And the the famous thing with that game is that there's no end credits, there's no ending of the game. It's finished, quote, unquote, when you're satisfied because you, the player, are learning things and you know when you've learned the truth. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you know in in 12 minutes because the protagonist needs to know because you need to be able to use that information as a dialogue choice or to inform things, like to be able to have specific conversations with specific characters. And I I mentioned this last week when we were talking to Martin, very frustrating getting out of step or feeling at least like you're out of step with a character when you know things that they can't articulate or you want to do something. (laughs) And lots of people have mentioned, I'll I'll say this because I've heard this twice, being in a conversation where you have an object of importance on in your inventory that is being talked about in this conversation and you're trying to present it to be like, I'm holding the thing you're talking about, but that's not where the game wants you to do it, so you can't. Yeah, that's really when when games sort of get that misstep is is really frustrating. I know I've said it before in a different context, but La Noire was a game that I had that with, where um and it was frustrating when the game didn't want to let you do the thing because mm. you're like, I know this thing happened and it's like, <laughs> yeah, but you can't say that 
because exactly. you're not the game, and it, yeah, it can that can get really annoying yeah. when it. When oh. And like, were you lo- were you longing for the bottleneck? Did it leave you longing for games where it does funnel you down to that decision, and you just have to click the I right I, thing? I, I and don't then really it would know work. what I wanted. I think that it, because the the, the the thing I want is is an obnoxious thing to say about a video game, which is that I want it to be smarter, right? <laughs> like, and and, 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 and an, like, to be fair, it is a smart video game. It's an incredibly smart video game. But the thing is, like, the, the smarter it is, the the the, the more you expect of it. It's yeah. like inviting yeah. the guy with the highest IQ in the <laughs> office to a pub quiz and he doesn't know any of the answers. Like, it's not that he's not smart, but, like, yeah. you're here because you're smart and you're not helping me. It's, it's interesting because, um, so, having, um, we talked about a few weeks ago, like, I finished Disco Elysium and one of the things that I found out after I'd finished that game, and I think, Jamie, we talked about it and, and then I went away and, like, watched some videos and watched some other playthroughs of people playing Disco Elysium, that was a game that made me think it was much smarter than it really was because I thought there were loads of possible ways of doing of an ending or or getting to a conclusion and it turned out there weren't um there was like almost one way through with a, a few slight um, deviations in your outcome but actually the end act was the end act and it did, and it played out the same uh, you know with a little bit of difference here and there yeah. But that's but is, if a game can make you feel like it's smart and it's not, that's fine. But when a game makes you feel like it's dumb and you <laughs> want it to be smarter, that's I think where it goes wrong. No, like, Chris, yeah. Chris yeah. is right. It's not that it's dumb. It's um, not it's dumb, but it's, it, 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 it can't keep up with the kind of the intrigue it presents. Right. It, it, there's there's a there's a great saying right where, and it was from some fucking comedy. I can't remember what it was, but it was like. Uh, that that guy's um, mind is writing checks that his body can't cash. Right. Yeah. And and it's a similar kind of thing with this. It's like it's it's it is smart, and it's making these like statements that it is smarter, but it's still confined to an indie game which has its limitations. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'll also say just to uh, just to put sort of like <clears throat> wrap up my thoughts that I think it's. It, the most important conversations are the ones we're having, which are about sort of like mechanics and game design and, and so on and so forth. But now that I've finished it, I am happy to say that I did not like the story. I thought the twist oh. is uh, stupid. Um, <laughs> and like, it, it, like it's, it's almost reaching for controversy in a way that I didn't buy. And I also was not particularly sold on the performances from the Hollywood actors, not because they were bad, but because I thought the moment-to-moment writing was like very average in isolation but yeah. bad when like combined with the way the conversation flows and by the time you're getting to a situation where like every loop starts with a conversation of oh honey i'm home um like oh <laughs> hey i baked you your favorite dessert and you're like right now i've got 30 seconds to explain that i'm blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and you yeah. start listening to the stuff over and over again and like the, oh, you're watching a woman except that her whole, whole life is crumbling before her eyes in the space of 90 seconds. Like, there's nothing Daisy Ridley can do with that material. Yeah. Like, oh, is it Daisy Ridley? Yeah. It's Daisy Ridley, oh, James cool. McAvoy, and Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's oh, great in it, though. That's but such a yeah, good card. The, the other two is like, yeah. Willem Dafoe's great, but, like, there are some, again, not like the, the ending, but there are some loops where, like, it's so, it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it now just to experience <laughs> you know, that. It, 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 it's stupid. That, that's it's stupid the beauty of because, Game Pass, dude. But it's stupid. Yeah, of Do you course, know why it's stupid? Yeah. It's because it's 12 minutes long. And you think, like, 
to get to the point where the story is at its most complex, its most like convoluted, its most warped and dis- like all this stuff, it still has to be something that can transpire in 12 minutes. You still yeah, have to right. go from a point where the this woman has no idea what's going on to the point where everyone knows everything that's going on in 12 minutes. And the further it goes and the more ridiculous it gets, the more ridiculous those explanations and conversations become. Yeah. Like, th- you know? think of it this way, right. okay? Tomorrow morning, in 12 minutes, try and convince your wife that you are living in a time loop. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Is that that's, that's, just, that's just the start of it. <laughs> right, because that, I was going to say, that, that idea has been played out a lot in, in media, isn't it, where you're in a time loop and someone's got, and no one ever believes it, and it always becomes ridiculous because then yeah. they have to convince them. But it takes hours or, day, yeah. or days yeah. or, or yeah, like but some no, but insane Now no, no, do it in 12 minutes or less, yeah. but the, quite the, frankly. And the, but there are also, there are, to, to pick up on that, there are cool moments where like you figure out the steps you need to take to like... You know how in Fifty First Dates, like he eventually learns how to like sit at the table and how to what she likes. And there are bits where you like, here's how I walk through the door and convince this woman what's going on in sixty seconds. I can do it because I just need to tell her about this, tell her I know that, show her this, and then talk about that, and she's with me. She was like, "There's no other explanation for it." Okay, I'm on board. But then yeah. the story dives off such a deep end, and it becomes <laughs> so many extra wrinkles to what he has to explain every time, and the rate at which these people believe it that it just gets silly. And I'll tell you guys after the podcast if you want to know. Yeah, I it's worth know. hearing. <laughs> uh, wow. No, oh. wicked, um, Chris. Yeah, twelve minutes. What else have you been playing? Sorry. Man, it's it, it's a, a bunch of twos in my games, right? So it, it was the sequel to Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. It was twelve minutes with the two in there because two minutes <laughs> after, you know. 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> this is such a reach for a segue. So far, we're zero for two on successful uh, number twos. Um, th- then I played, um, uh, well, from yesterday at the time of recording, um, Psychonauts 2, which is a game that I've really been looking forward to. I've seen this, been getting some really good reviews, and I am happy to report it is a joy. It is so good. And I just don't want to work during the day. I just want to play the game. Objectively, mm. if you can be objective, <laughs> how uh, from a from a purely visual standpoint, like how does it look? It, it looks really good. Like there's there is a because um, some of the unique... stuff I've seen of it, I'm like, I don't know. It look you know it looks a little maybe. So yeah, I, so I look, like the art design. Yeah, it's, I like it's, the art design. It looks a little date. It looks a little older than it is. I think it looks a little dated. Maybe you know, it, it, but maybe it, not. Probably why is because things are chunky and, you know, in, in the modern kind of day, it's like no slim and, and fine line details in this other ways. This is right. like, no, this is a fucking, someone drew this, you know, <laughs> like a, a four-year-old drew this and then a art director adapted it. You know, like those pictures of like, oh, my daughter drew half a horse and then I'm <laughs> an art student and I filled right. out the rest. It, yeah. It's almost like something like that, like, it looks really good. Like the textures are there, the lighting is there. It's a, a, at times, it could be quite like startlingly. I mean, I don't want to say pretty, but like it, it visually interesting and intriguing in a lot of ways. Um, the gameplay is very responsive, very fluid. Uh, but then again, it's it, it is a double fine game. It's not like there's not a heap of depth to it. It's right. not like let's say when you're at the latter levels of god of war training up all your combos you know like 
where, where right. the depth of that system seems like fucking limitless. Um, but it's got some really cool things going for it. It's got like, you know, some usual RPG trappings of like, oh, collect these collectibles and it, you can gain a rank and then you can upgrade your telekinesis power and this, that, the other. But the, the, the real star of this game is the writing and the story and the humor. It is so good. It is so spot on. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just such an enjoyable, clever, so, you know, we talk about 12 minutes, like it, it, it is a clever game, but it, you feel like it should be clever. This is a clever game where as you play it, it's like, fuck, that's so clever. Like it's, it's subversively, it is so fucking clever what they're doing. And I, I can't gush about it enough. Like I really, I just want to play more and more and more because it's just so fucking great. That's really nice. good, man. I'm always happy when someone who's has a love for like an original of, a, of something is then really happy with a sequel because it sucks when even more when you know you something comes out and it's a letdown. So that's, that's mm. really good, good to hear. Mm. Interesting. That that leads me on to my, my next <laughs> and, and final. God, I'm going to get crucified for this one. I think I don't know where this is going. Uh, Diablo Two Resurrected, uh, w- one of my all-time games. Diablo Two sunk more hours in it than I care to imagine. Almost failed high school because of an obsession I had with it. Needless to say, I know that game backwards, right? And its expansion. So I, I was amped to kind of get my hands onto this beta. As, as I mentioned last week, I did watch the streams and I got the early access key and I loaded it up and I just missed the time frame to actually play the game. I did play the game now where it had the open open beta. And I'm very conflicted about it, fellas. Okay. Very conflicted about it. Me too. It's, yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation. It's it's a good. It, it it's a good remaster, and they shouldn't have made it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think you and me are going to agree on lots of this. You know. Okay. Okay. There, there's. First of all, I can't believe how like fucking rose tinted glasses I had in terms of those graphics and what they, what I thought they used to look like and what they actually look like now. Um, but that's always the case. That's always going to be the case. Uh, what is interesting as an exercise when you play this kind of game and you go back to the old style, because you can toggle like new footage and old like graphics, like a, right. a keystroke. And it's amazing to think how much my memory has filled in the gaps of what that game actually looks like it, it it's amazing right so th- there's a bit of interest over there but yeah just like the game feels clunky um there's, I see, yeah. there's there's a lot of kind of like um gameplay systems in there that obviously were there when the hardware limitations were there or that were just not thought out properly some some examples running stamina you know what? It is fucking the year of our Lord 2021. Let's not have a fucking depletable stamina running bar for a game where, guess what? You just need to run. Right? Number yeah. one. Number two, keys. Keys to unlock chests. I don't know why I forgot that this was a thing in Diablo 2. Okay? But if you're gonna if you're gonna keep the keys for the sake, it's a bad system. Let's just put that out there. Okay. You come across a chest and it's locked and you need to have a key. And if you don't have a key, you can't open up the chest. Okay. I get like the RPG trappings of it, but like, let's just fucking streamline shit. 
We don't need that anymore. But even if you did want it, <laughs> all right, even if you did want it in your game for nostalgia's sake, don't have us keep keys in our inventory. Just make another fucking separate slot. What is the point of remastering a game if you can't do these small quality of life changes? Right. So effectively, like you need the green key to open the green chest, no, no, it, but it takes up a slot in your inventory. No, no, so it, you it's, can't. it's one type of key, but they don't oh, okay. stack. Right. They don't stack. Right. Right. And they're just taking up slots in your inventory where the inventory doesn't inventory, however you want to say it, um, is not smart like it was in, in Diablo 3, where you've got all these different shapes, but it it doesn't, when you pick stuff up, it doesn't find the optimal place for them. It just kind of blurts them in there. Right. So you always have to, and it was, it's core part of the Diablo 2 experience, and I can get why they see it that way. But then again, it's also maybe a technical limitation that they initially had that they don't have now. So why? Like, maybe just have a toggle and say in the settings, like, oh, have this stupid fucking legacy way of doing shit, you know, with the keys. Like, just have a slot on your paper doll kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is your keychain. Right? Right. Do you think they've like, done it? Because, do you think it's a, just a case of overlooking it, or do you think they've done it because they think if they did change it, people would? I, I think they want to be faithful to the source material, but, right? But but this is why this is where I come up against it, and and I've really been like struggling with why I am not so hot on it, uh, because in all respects I should be, and I'm thinking maybe I played the game too much, the original game, and like nothing is new to me and you know it's just like same old same old and it's 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 a little bit boring for me to play it right it's, it's not that bro trust me J- jamie's shaking his head a- another thing that i will say is and i don't know if it's the fucking dps on my mouse or whatever it is okay but i i was struggling to click on enemy units to kill them and yep. then and then i realized like oh my god in diablo 3 you hover over something and it gets an outline in this one it doesn't happen and yet, in my mind, in Diablo 2, that was always there, but it obviously was never there. Yeah. It's just this interesting kind of thing. I felt like thing. it was a coin toss whether I was actually going to take a swipe R- at someone. Right? Yeah, totally. Totally. And and I'm not talking to about the, like... The, to the point where I actually considered playing on controller, because I was like, if I hit a button, I know what's going to happen. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. I could genuinely consider swap, swapping. Yeah. I, I, I just think that, like... I think they did a good job as far as remasters go, but like I said, I just reiterate myself, I don't necessarily think that they should have done it as they've done it. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Am I expect, was I expecting a remake? I mean, not really, but I, I just then, like... But I, mean, I, I suppose if you, when you get down the route of like changing systems and changing how things work, you're getting more and more toward remake territory, aren't you? Like it only yeah. takes, what, what's the old thing about like, how do you change the handle of the broom? You change yeah. the bristles, like how much of it, when is it the same thing? So I, I suppose there's all, you know, it does get difficult with them. Um, yeah. But I, I just think that like. I think I don't like remakes. I genu- I think I'm at the point now wherever I play a remake, yeah. I'm always let down. You don't mean I, I think it's. I think yeah. No, I, I, I kind of do. I like re. I like sorry. I like remakes. I don't like remasters. Let me get the other way around. Sorry, I don't yeah. like remasters See, because I'm like I don't want to play an old game that I have a fond memory of that actually isn't that good. I think but, the, you're, you're kind of getting onto exactly what I was going to say to Chris, mm. which is that like when we've played like when when we've played things like Mafia or Resident Evil Two in the last couple of years, like we've been playing games where they've been able to take that source material and just go fucking hog wild with what they do with it. Yeah. But as soon as you say you're going to remaster something. Um, not, not only are you saying 
you're basically presenting this idea to per, like purchasers that like hey it's just you know lots of visual and cosmetic improvements and things like that but fundamentally it's going to be the same game but also with Diablo 2 you're taking something that's so sacred and beloved to so many people that they actually became so scared to do anything to it they right, did yeah. right. to the extent that as Chris you'll remember watching some like development blogs and stuff like that Diablo 2 Resurrected is built on top of Diablo 2. Yes. That's why you can switch yeah. back and forth between the yeah. graphic modes. But that's why it feels oh, so clunky, okay. and they shouldn't but, have and, done but, that. No, but that's the, that's the issue, and, and yeah. this, is the, this is the point, and this is what Jonesy was saying, is like all Diablo 2 Resurrected is shining a spotlight on, is, and Chris, cover your ears if you need to, but Diablo 2 has aged very, 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 very poorly in a way that, like, I'm just going to, not to, you know... <laughs> I, I think that's maybe a bit, I'll, a bit no, harsh. I'll, I'll say it how it is. Do you know what? Because they both came out in the same year, so it's an interesting comparison. I think Diablo 2 has aged infinitely worse, for example, than Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And that was evident in in what we've seen in yeah, the last that's, year. That's yeah. very different. They're, they're different games, but I just and it's not Diablo 2's fault that the you know that RPG, even like that style of RPG has moved on so much. But like Yeah. I, I was playing Diablo 2 Resurrected and, was like, and just thought to myself, I should just play Diablo 3. Like, it's better in every way. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and Diablo 3 was not great. <laughs> right, I've got, no, I've got no nostalgia for this. Like, the onboarding is terrible. Like, I, the, the, characters, I, the, the characters are all these weird dudes with weird voices. Like, the dialogue is all really bizarre. The environment's, like, bizarre. I don't really understand what I'm doing or what I'm putting points into or how I'm leveling things up. Like... There's just nothing appealing about it at all as a complete newcomer. Nothing. You yeah. make you make an interesting comparison though, because um, when you talk about something like um, Pro, was it say Pro Skater Two was the same year? Well, I think uh, I think Pro Skater was a similar time. Was the same year, or maybe two was the same year. I don't know. Because you, I think what's interesting there is like human like reaction speed doesn't change, right? That yeah. hasn't changed in a number of years. And a game where you're doing like a physical activity, like a skateboarding or something like that, the game has to um, f- has to fit like and hit how how many uh, tricks somebody can pull off in a certain amount of time. And the animation for the game has to follow suit. So the graphics of the game might look trash, but it's going to play well because it has to by the nature of the kind of game it is. The problem when you get to like RPGs and things is those games don't rely on that as much. They're massively built around systems and, and how yeah. and quality of life and how you want to interact with the world. And the, everything about them is is n- limited in different ways. So maybe maybe that's why it stands out as a, as a you know, a, Having, having aged much more badly yeah. because no one realises how the good RPGs and games of like that can be until someone makes it and we go, oh, why were we not doing that? Like before, that's yeah, a much just, better way of doing it. So yeah, I wonder yeah. if that's one of the reasons why you get that. I, I think like the, what Jamie was saying, the fact that it's built on the exact same engine, like, mm. dude, well, it's like 23-year-old engine now, okay? And, and I think that's where it's kind of like coming up. Like, <laughs> There's a reason they don't use it anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and even when Diablo 2 came out, it wasn't like, in, in terms of like its graphics and its and its engine, it wasn't cutting edge. Um, but no, what, I, like there's just like, dudes, like stuff like even just, the, uh, uh, so you can only have like left and right click and then you have got hotkeys to change your skills on your left and right click, right? That's a lot of fucking keyboard action going on when you, it, it, there is, a better way to do it and it wouldn't break what made Diablo 2 Diablo 2. Right. Like no one's no one's going to tell me now that um 
unequipping my belt gets rid of a row of um, potions, no one's going to sit there and tell me that like that's integral to the experience of Diablo 2. Just fucking sort it out. All right. No one's going to sit there and tell me that like not having the Diablo 3 way of having numerous skills on a fucking bar on the bottom of your screen with pre-assigned like uh, hotkeys instead of like me going to assign a fucking hotkey with my F keys to the skills that I want to like, no one's going to tell me that that's going to break the fucking Diablo 2 experience because that's not fucking true. Because that's not what the Diablo 2 experience is. You also and, get to a weird point where it's almost like if if in a, a remaster, if they if they don't include the original bugs, people are going to complain because they're like, no, that bug made the game like that was part of the game, the original. Yeah, you get to like a ridiculous like, point where you can't change anything. This is why I'm I'm so conflicted with this because I, and, and people are going to call me out, I'm sure. Uh, oh, you're not a real Diablo fan. Let, let me tell you, Diablo 2 was my fucking life. Uh, Diablo three, the lead up to it was all consuming. Okay. I am a massive Diablo fan and I'm conflicted about this. And my conclusion that I've come to it is I'm not going to buy it because I want my memories to stay how they were. I think that sounds fair though, from what you said. Yeah. It's going to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, (laughs) basically, which is crazy to me, but it's just that I'm not going to buy it because I played it for two hours and didn't have an ounce of fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Diablo to be fair wow Shocking. motherfucker <laughs> I played Diablo 3 for a while as well I sank about five, six, seven hours into that game oh and wow then, Ooh, Ooh, well done Jonesy I, I and do you know what five hours do you know Diablo what 3. didn't have any fun through the whole time I played Diablo it Diablo 3 the first night it came out didn't have any fun the whole time I played that game and was like why am I still playing this just not play and, and Jamie, no, I didn't because I don't know if you remember, but there was that oh, error yeah, to log you in. Couldn't connect to the server. <laughs> I couldn't connect for like a fucking week, dude. Yeah, and I and I got the collector's edition, and I was like, well, paperweight. Yeah. Well, with that damning um, review of Diablo Two, uh, Jamie, um, so you um, you were playing, you played some twelve oh. minutes. What else have you been playing? Slash um, doing. I played some Humankind because uh, mm. I wasn't aware till pretty recently that was coming to Game Pass. And I thought, you know what, a sort of a turn-based 4X game would be quite nice to have going on in the background while I'm working. You know, you could just do a couple of turns maybe while you're rendering and stuff like that. Um, but I'm mean, just like, I, I maybe need to give it another fresh look because um, I only really did sort of like the one campaign uh, that spawns from the start of the game and very heavily tutorialized and you're seeing a lot of these cutscenes for the first time because it's trying to kind of um uh sort of like tell this story like this narrative of like the birth of humankind and you're starting as these like cavemen forager types and and advancing through different civilizations but um funny that i end up using the word civilization because it just didn't (laughs) it didn't quite feel maybe it's because i'm just too familiar with civ but it just didn't quite feel as good as a civ game and it's did so little that felt new and was fundamentally oh, right. so similar in so many ways that you kind of just feel to yourself like, why don't I just play Civ? <laughs> because even the most recent Civ game now has been updated so many times and had so much DLC that it's just in a better place than Humankind, yeah. which is still a little bit threadbare. So what you're saying is it's the the Diablo effect. When you're playing Diablo 2 Resurrected, you're just like, I might as well just play Diablo 3. Kinda, kinda. <laughs> I think Humankind has some cool ideas. Um, and there are th- some things that are different about it. People who perhaps 
more familiar with Civ games would be able to identify more of them than I did. But yeah, fundamentally, it was just like, oh, this is cool, but like, it's another one of these um, at a time where I didn't necessarily need one of those in my life. And so it's right. um, its place as the game I play between work sessions is uh, is already heavily at risk. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, but really, like, you know, the nice thing about Game Pass is that, you know, we can try stuff like that for free and then decide yeah. it's not for us. And that's the other thing that's nice about um, the season we're in where there's just betas and alphas for everything, like we mentioned with Diablo 2. Um, and I'm also grateful that um, a game that both Jonesy and I have played a, a fair amount of the last week, Riders Republic, also had a beta, um, a beta that's now open, in fact, at the time of recording, if anyone is intrigued by this. And I'm gonna let I think Jonesy... it's until the, til the 28th, right? I think it's right. only up until... So, you know, well, if, so if you're listening by the to time this, this goes up... <laughs> Yeah, it goes on into the weekend, right? So if you wake up on Saturday morning... Oh, right, okay. Well, the 28th is Saturday, isn't it? So, Mm. by definition. You're Um, right, I'm looking at the date and I'm thinking, is actually, that's because it's tomorrow. That's what I did. Uh, (laughs) It's past midnight. (laughs) It is past midnight. Look, I'm going to let Josie do most of the talking, though, when it comes comes to Rides Republic, because one, he's played more of it than me, and two, he's more into it than me. I do think I should go first, though, to offer, and I know this is almost the wrong way around to doing it, offer some more contrarian ideas before <laughs> Jonesy goes in and tells you it's going to be game of the year. Um, <laughs> uh, I think fundamentally, though, and again, I don't want to tread on Jonesy's toes in terms of the positive things, like it, 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 they have more or less succeeded, and I think in what they set out to create, in so much as they, this is a successful attempt at creating this. I think it's fair to call it like somewhat massively multiplayer, not like actual MMO, but like a, a feeling of a live happening space filled with lots of crazy extreme sports shenanigans. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's social elements um, uh, was sufficiently fine. Like Jonesy and I played a little bit together and I think some of the ideas they've got around like creating groups and, you know, how you can kind of go off and do your own thing or do things together and fast travel together and teleport to each other all seem like, pretty well baked for a game that's you know coming out next month or whatever it is or two months time i can't even remember now um october 28th is it there you go so still two months to go all the kind of the larger multiplayer stuff and events they, they seem good and the fundamentals of playing the individual sports some are stronger than others but they all felt good i think the fact that you know i think this is the same team that made steep and they've already got a pretty decent head start on like, hey, funnily enough, snowboarding in Riders Republic and skiing in Riders Republic feel good. The cycling, which is new, feels good. And like to have a nice big high budget um three D like downhill uh cycling game uh is fun. And to be able to do that against like fucking sixty three other people at the same time <laughs> is also fun. The tr- um it has problems. I think visually it's gone for a little bit of um scale or size over the substance like the minutiae sometimes get lost and there is a slight sort of like overall kind of like haziness to the visuals but at the same time it's able to get this sort of this thing across where you do get these big open areas and these large vistas and these quite impressive views where you're like actually the scope of what they've achieved is worth recognizing if even if the finer details are not quite there and, mm. and as most people would have expected, the sort of traditional Ubisoft approach to kind of work in story elements and cutscenes and characters is a little bit sort of like, it's got that forced wackiness that doesn't always work. Um, 
but you are you can saying very it's easily... a it's like like a serious FPS meets a <laughs> punk, punk rock mosh pit? Chris, there's a lot of punk rock mosh pitting going on here, but <laughs> you can ignore it. It kind of goes away quite quickly and doesn't really rear its head again. So, like, I guess what I'm saying it kind of sets like, you off, doesn't it, on the journey? Yeah. But then it kind of disappears again. There. Yeah. The other problems I had were like really kind of minor things. Like I think their um, their their mechanics for getting you back on track when you fuck up during a race are pretty inelegant. But that's a difficult one to do in a multiplayer game. I appreciate that. Um, I also think their control schemes, like uh, they kind of they don't have one that manages to create the best case scenario, but they do have multiple options for how you want to approach controls. Um, and they've got lots of cool accessibility features for those who like, if you don't like, uh, I'm getting it into the, too much of the finer <laughs> details now, but like fundamentally, I think the important thing is they have largely succeeded in what they, they set out to achieve. And I did like have fun spawning at the top of a mountain and just riding down on a bike and doing flips and having Jonesy like, fucking wingsuiting above my head and then teleporting <laughs> to him so all of a sudden I'm 300 feet in midair and then switching <laughs> to a set of skis that are actually broken bits of wood and I'm holding twigs and then doing 50 backflips and breaking my legs when I land like there's fun <laughs> to be had with this game um, but Jonesy's played much more of it than me does it does it scratch the SSX tricky itch mm, not quite but then weirdly enough the snow racing portion of the quote unquote career is not is locked in the beta. You can do the snow tricks career, mm. but there is no snow racing events. There's you can do there are snow racing portions of multi sport yeah. events. It's confusing. Um, I'd, I'd say don't go to this if you want a new SSX game. No, go to this if you like like some of these individual sports, or better yet, like the idea of all of them mixed together, or if you're one of the people that thought Steep looked cool but it needed more content and more personality. You know things like that. That's what this is there for. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a sixty sixty pound game for me day one, but I had a good time. Now uh, you see, you got to buy the um, the Ubisoft Games Pass thing that they've got. Going. <laughs> Are they still doing that? I think so. I think it's only on PC that it's like mental though, where you can like pay one monthly fee and just get everything. Everything. I don't yeah. know if that exists on PS Five, for example. Right. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah. Um, I think I, I though I really like Jonesy. I'm curious to know what because Jonesy is as he's played much more of it than me. So, um, can, can I just very quickly before we move that on? I just want to take you back to Diablo two. Did you have anything positive to say about it? I think wow. the, the visuals, like uh, in terms of the like what they can do under the remit of a remaster and how you can build on top of a game that's technically running in the background, were quite impressive. And I admire any game that lets you instantly. Uh, flick back and forth between the old graphics and the new graphics so you can get that comparison that was cool um, but man no no not really because <laughs> you, know, you know what it is like that genre of like loot driven RPG game yeah. has also moved on and become something for me as, as people know I like play games like Destiny and The Division and so on and so forth it's become like a fun passive background game for me and I really thought that this could be that, just a game that I kind of have on alongside some TV and like just click for a few hours and yeah. it just wasn't stimulating enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. On any real like the in the first two hours, be it like the the writing, the world design, the encounters, the combat, the loot, there was no one thing that said this is a reason to keep playing. Man. I, so I, I, I wonder I wonder with the viewership and listenership, let let us know your thoughts if you played it, because I I hope I'm not taking fucking crazy pulls here. But anyway, sorry, I digress. Let's, like 
Let's go. Let's go back to Riders no, I, yeah, Republic. No, I, I throw throw to Jonesy really on Riders Republic. Um, Shall I give it? Shall I have a little? Should we chat about it now? I, I yeah, might as well. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I, um, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about. Um, oh, okay. That, <clears throat> the other thing anymore? I think for time's sake. Yeah, I'm kind of torn a little bit on Riders Republic. So, oh, damn. Oh, I got you wrong. <laughs> no, no, you, no, you, you didn't like that. I think there's a lot to really like about it. Um, one of the things we chatted about the other day when we were playing Jamie was, um, I think I said was, um, I like the fact they've actually done what they said they were going to do. Um, we spoke about it in a podcast before where we were sort of saying, I wonder how, like, the reality of that game is gonna is gonna be. Uh, is it gonna be a completely free roaming game where you can do extreme sports in a crazy world, or is it gonna be like a m- whole range of menus that are gonna allow you to access different right. races and things? Which would have felt kind of that they were being disingenuous from what they originally set out to do, because I think we all thought it was gonna be a big open world game with lots of people around, and that is, I think, exactly what they've done. Um, it remains to be seen, like how because they do a thing whereby even when you're like really high up or really far away from stuff, you can see these little heads, like these little white silhouettes of people moving around the map. And the idea is obviously supposed to make you feel like the world is massively populated and there are people everywhere. Even if you can't see them, they're like, you know, represented. But I'd love to know how many of those are bots or how many (laughs) of those are just because there, there are people everywhere. Like everywhere you go, there's people on, you know, skis, snowboards, wingsuits, just doing stuff. But in the beta, they they like pop in and they pop out, and then some of them just disappear. And you're like, okay, so they're trying to give you the idea that this game is full, but actually, when you go and do like a, a mass race, and there are 64 people all taking part in it, they're all real players. So it's like, okay, so you you've got 64 people really in the world at any one time, I imagine, who are real people, um, and then the rest is just there for filler to make you get that idea, which is fine. You know, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, I suppose they are limited, like any other game is limited. Uh, to. It is worth noting that if I mean, it's difficult. It would be difficult to do this on someone that's flying over your head at 100 miles an hour. But you can go up to people, and I did this in the social space. Hold, I think it's up on the D pad, and see like their PlayStation name and their PlayStation profile. Um, okay, so I, maybe then they're ghosts. Maybe it's some of the people, like they can't all maybe. be on the same server, right? They've got to be. They've got to have some way, right? To yeah, have, yeah. They, they, Ubisoft yeah. haven't decided to create a one thousand person server, for <laughs> right? Which would yeah. be but, insane. But, 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 but yeah. also, welcome to the future of multiplayer games, right? Like oh, games, for sure. games do this already, where they fill up lobbies with with bots, and even <sighs> even so far as that, the new Battlefield is kind of saying, like, hey, that's a fucking feature, fellas. You'll never have an empty lobby. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, no, okay. I, I remember when the first time I really felt the edges of that were um, uh, playing um, is it Battlefront, where they had the space battles, and you can. It was almost like the precursor oh, right. to. Yeah. Um, uh, oh God, what was the one they really what, squadrons? Squadron, yeah, and it was like mostly bots, and you would take out a load of people and be like, "Oh, I'm doing wicked here. I'm taking out loads of people." And the end of the game, it's like. Oh, I did seventy five percent bot kills, like twenty twenty five percent. That was a bad thing. I always loved that, that in Titanfall. I hated it. I hated that. Like Titanfall was a game that made you, yeah. you put AI into the game that make you feel like you were always killing something. And I Titanfall seemed to do it better though. I don't know why. Titanfall seemed to delineate between the two in a better it's way still, for me. It still had the same thing where you'd finish a game and be like, "Oh, I got two pilot kills." Um, <laughs> Right. No, I know. I, yeah, I get what you mean. But I don't know. Titanfall seemed to be a lot more explicit with this guy as a bot because he was an idiot who just stood there going, and you yeah. shot him. But anyway, I like digressing a bit. But no, Riders Republic, I think, is 
a fantastic game. It is massive. The, the map is massive and it feels like they've actually made them that map. It doesn't feel generated. Like it feels like they've sculpted the whole thing. It's genuinely beautiful in some places. It's stunning the way that they've combined a whole load of different, you know, snowy places and rocky places and downhill tracks. Like uh, I loved all of that. Um, so, uh, the sports stuff feels a little too arcadey. Um, you don't quite get to grips with any of the sports individually. They do feel like they're trying to make everything feel good, which means that any individual thing doesn't feel the, as good as it could. But I suppose that's going to be the nature of the beast, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so as so Jamie more, said, more Forza Horizon than Forza is what you're saying. I didn't play Forza Horizon or Forza, so I, you know, but yeah, no, even no, I know what you mean. Yeah, but, basically. Yeah. It, it, there, are, there are definitely some... Okay, Colin McRae Dirt, then Colin McRae Rally. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the, <laughs> one, the one is more arcadey than the other, exactly. Yeah. Horizon is also, though, a good sort of, like, um, focal point for, like, this idea of explore this open world using the fundamentals of the game surrounded by, like, ghosts or representations of other yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. Right, then yeah, go absolutely. into events and actually race against other people. Um, although this has, like, more of that again, that Ubisoft punk rock mosh pit kind of vibe going on. <laughs> where like, oh, I'm doing a race and the guy next to me is in a giraffe suit and he's got a head six <laughs> foot above his head and it's wobbling around, which is a real thing. The weird thing about Horizon though is, I, in Horizon, I don't, like you would never, I don't think I would ever go, um, be driving around that world and just go onto a road and then like race myself and go, oh, I'm going to see how fast I can take these bends and get to that point. Like it's never felt like you'd go and do a race, right? So you'd you'd race- s- is this your way of saying you obey the road laws when you play Forza Horizon? <laughs> no, no, but I would never like, it never feels like part of the world is to challenge yourself. You always go, you drive to an area and then do a race, right? Whereas in Riders Republic, you can just be on a snowboard, get to the top of a hill, which you can see has an entire tricks course down it with grind rails and jumps and stuff. And you can go down it, do a load of jumps to whatever, and it gives you your points, like, and it will rack up points and it will say, you're doing this. And there's something quite, quite like about that. It makes it feel more, I don't know. There's something about the world though that makes Forza Horizon does have a few more of those systems that I think you're giving it credit for. I uh, know, mate. I've, like, I've there, played there, like there is, not there much. Is a, there, of, is a, like, five, there is a kind so, yeah. of a score and a um, kind of a reputation system and like doing things like high speeds and near misses and drifting and right, crashing right. through objects. And then there's open world things like there are speed checks where you have to go past speed cameras at certain speeds and like jumps uh, and yeah. like shit like, and stunts and shit like that. Now that like I said, I'm not I'm not that I favor with, with um, Forza, but. I don't know. I, I love and I love all of that. I love all the, that world stuff. And doing the races is really cool, and the game feels really good. But it does kind of feel like I imagine after a while you'd say, "What do I do? Like, what else? I've I've played yes. in this yeah. game for what's next? 100%. Yeah, the, the 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 career progression path thing. It all feels like this. You can do anything you want, and you're like, "Great! Uh, oh, okay, I'm gonna go play something else." Like it's one of those where it's so it's know. a Nomad Sky or it's a Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, kind of, I suppose. It's it's almost an unlucky one of those, right? Because it did it does more than Sea of Thieves to give you hooks and to keep you invested, but the end result is still kind of the same, where yeah. you do get to a point where you're like, that was fun, now what? D- disclaimer, though, haven't played the uh, Pirates, of the, Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, so yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. changed it up. 
There's a weird thing that in too much, when you're given too much choice to do anything you want, you almost feel like you don't want to do anything. Whereas yeah. when someone says, this is the path to follow, you just follow the path like a mindless sheep and you, <laughs> and you have more fun doing it. Yeah. Like, and then, but and this, this game struggles with that is it's like, there's so much to do. And Ooh, I know you, what it, you've I, nailed, you've nailed 12 minutes. <laughs> right okay exactly yeah you need that funnel you need the funnel point you need something to say no this is where you're supposed to go but i even found in the beta that it got to the point where um i was th- i thought i'd done everything i was like oh i've done everything i can do or the events but it was just that because i hadn't messed around on like the the uh, road bike enough i hadn't i mean right and i actually think road bike career you couldn't do any more of but let's say like the tricks park i hadn't gone to the tricks park so i hadn't unlocked all the events i could actually do um with the with the snowboard and with the skis and then i got a few more points just messing around and then it suddenly was like well done guy you've unlocked these three new events and i was like oh shit like i didn't even know that i had that still to do like okay it's also got that horrible thing with beaters these days where they're not they're they're a tricksy way to give you a game for free for a short period of time to lull you into pre-ordering it because you just played it and didn't get everything out of it you pre-order it you play it and you think I don't know if this was a 60 quid game. I don't know if I should have spent that. If this game was free to play, I could completely understand it and I would probably play more of it than I would knowing that I'm not going to spend 60 quid on it. Yeah. Because the, I would buy a Battle Pass sort of deal with it that I could get cool unlocks, that I could get cool outfits and, and almost like a full guys kind of way. And they, Wacky they, stuff. They're definitely charging like full price for this game. It's a £60 um, pound game. Yeah, I did price. check, yeah. That is that is in today's yeah. day and age, but, you but get like that. That's I, I, do you know what you were saying about um, about wanting to play more of Psychonauts too? I want to go and play more of Riders Republic now. I happily would. I'm probably going to. Str- I streamed some before this stream. I'm probably going to stream some before the open beta closes. But if you said to me, "Are you going to buy it?" I'm like, N- probably not, because I'm. I think I'll get what I want out of it by the end of that beta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to go on too much about it, but. Um, for, for time's sake, hey, I've already r- and then afterwards you can go play Psychonauts 2, so it's okay. Because it's on Games Pass, baby. It is on Games Pass. But uh, do you know what? I'm, I, I'm, let's say the jury's out on Riders Republic. I'm so, I am, I want to play more of it, but at the moment I don't think I will pass the open beta. But it yeah. is a thoroughly enjoyable uh, extreme sports game. It looks fantastic. Some of that stuff is super fun. Um, but and, yeah, maybe there will be a lot more content added in that is just like necessary. Yeah. One, I'll touch on briefly, which I really did like, is the creative content where you create your own races and you can create your own tricks, uh, challenges for other people. I actually dabbled with that a decent amount and I found that a quite cool intuitive system and I enjoyed it. And I'm mm. so that's something to look out for, for sure. Damn. It's <laughs> kind of a bummer in a weird way, right? Like, I think they've actually made something here that I think will exceed some people's like their preconceived ideas but I don't think that's enough for it to be successful in a weird way. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Like yeah. A not, not, a, not as a full price game. Yeah. What they've done is, ast- like in some ways, what they've done is astounding. And the, when you play that game and when you, in the world, it's so much fun. And I'm like, this is so fun. Like as Jamie pointed out, some of the things we did, which were hilarious and were great and had a wicked time doing. And I can imagine getting a whole group of mates and being in one chat lobby and doing an off-piste ski run with all your mates and doing jumps and flips over each other is really cool but it's cool maybe once or twice and then you're going to go should we go play something yeah. else like and then is that is that 180 pounds between us you know well if, if you've if, got like four or do, five of you i yeah, don't know how do, many you can have doing but, but it but do, do you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It, it seems like six. they've shot them, themselves in the in the foot, foot by doing that. Well, like, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it, it does. I don't know. I'm not going to use the word astounding like Josie did, but fun's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, they, do you know what I mean? The scale of what they've done and, and the fact that they've managed to actually do what they said, I think is pretty, I, th- I think is astounding because I didn't think they'd do it. I thought it was bullshit. I don't think it would feel that good. I didn't think it would I, look I, good. I, never, I guess I just never had the same sort of like conspiracy theories of you <laughs> that they were somehow lying about this game and their promotion of it. Yeah, Especially because like, again, I think I said this to you when we were playing, but like some of the fundamentals of this were in steep. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I feel quite a few people have made that um, uh, comparison, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I did play one more game, though, that I'll mention quickly. But um, mm. it was a lot, was a, is fun, and I've been playing it and actually enjoying a lot, which is Road 96, um, which came out while I was on holiday, so I didn't get to play it. But then I did get to play <laughs> it when I came back. It's not exactly what I was imagining, like, but actually it's better than I think what I was imagining it would be. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for people that don't know, yeah, this is the one where you're hitchhiking, right? Uh, yes, the, yeah, kind this, of. This is the game that we should have played instead of twelve minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> yeah. So Road ninety six is. You talked about twelve minutes. Interestingly, I would say it's. It seems to not do what twelve minutes did to you guys. It's it's much more contained. So, okay, the, basically the game is you are a young hitchhiker, you're a teen, um, and you are hitchhiking along a road, or you're not just hitchhiking, but trying to get along a road to escape the country where you're born. I can't even remember the country, or where you live. I can't remember what the country's called now. Um, because it's a pretty messed up place, and there's a dictator who runs it, and there's an impending election. When I originally saw the stuff for this game, I was thinking it was much more of a linear narrative whereby with some uh, procedural stuff that happens to you, like who you meet and how you meet them, I just thought the difference would be when you meet the people, how you interact, and that would be procedural. But actually what happens is you ha- you play the game, it's, it's more like a roguelike. You have multiple runs through the game as different teenagers. So uh, you're like a okay. no-name teenager. Let's say you're 1,500 miles from the border um, and I've now crossed the border like four or five times as different people. Um, but you interact with the same characters. Uh, I think it's like eight of them. Um, and you develop their stories and you learn more about them. So every time you play through you, opposite to 12 minutes again, you as a person learn more about them. Yeah. And the, ga- the game does as well. Like you have a little counter which says, you know this much about them, but you meet them in different situations, scenarios, your run-ins with them kind of, pan out differently and you can decide to play you know do you want to escape the country do you want to try and help your country change um do you you know do you like a person do you not like a person and they do quite a good job of going like uh you know this per- oh you you this person seems nice and friendly and then you meet them again as someone else and they're actually a scumbag who's into like <laughs> fascism and, and all sorts of whatever like it's it's quite fun um but yeah i think it's like I can't remember how much it is. It's not a full price game. Um, it's quite a. I think the total experience is going to be relatively short. Yeah. Um, where, where, where did you play it on Steam? Yeah, yeah, on Steam. Mm. Um, it's not like a massive. It's not like a full price game. I think. Oh, how it's much an was easy it? Comp- I think it was. I want to say it was like twenty five quid or thirty quid. Maybe it was less than that. I could be wrong. I can't remember. Um, I'm guessing total was probably like ten hours, maybe 20, ten to twelve hours not to bad. see the whole story through. Uh, but again, like I'm, 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 I don't know. But yeah, it kind of has this hub world thing whereby you 
you travel between one location to another, you have an interaction, little hub world, and then you choose how to leave. So you can leave by hitchhiking, you can get a taxi, you can get a bus, um, or you can walk. But if you get the bus, you'll meet the people who drive the bus and then you'll develop more of their story. And if you hitchhike, you meet other people. There's a weird thing of a taxi driver who's like trying to kill someone, but you don't necessarily get that taxi driver. But if you do, he's a dodgy guy who's trying to like, do so. So there's, there's a few stories intertwined and you're trying to find out what's going on and there's some political stuff in there as well there's like you know do, are you for voting are you for anarchy are you for uh supporting this tyrant <laughs> like it's cool it's cool interesting mm, sounds uh sounds like 12 minutes to me i'll be probably staying away it's kind of lazy but um fire it's a firewatch is an obvious comparison in, in feel not in message but in, yeah and yeah. story but in feel for sure like the visuals and stuff made me think a bit of fire. That, that's okay. Oh, just what? Okay, okay. Like how you walk and how the game, how you move. Right, it feels I see, a bit I like see. Firewatch. I thought you meant like slightly deeper comparisons, and I got interested. But no, 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 not really in in that way. The the story stuff is not as deep as Firewatch. Um, it's more. There are no sad dads. <laughs> no, it's more vignetted to the characters, and so each character, let's say, has. Uh, if there's eight of them, each character has an eighth of the story to tell, if you like. Whereas obviously Firewatch was all based around a big overarching story, I suppose, in the background. But no, but but cool. I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm liking it so far. It gets the Alex Jones stamp of approval. I'd buy it. <laughs> hey, that's a callback. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so yes. Anyway, I've bored everyone enough with um, Riders Republic and uh, Road 96. <laughs> so I think it's probably time to move on to something which is not boring at all. Because um, the ever enigmatic Jeff Keighley um, kicked off Gamescom um, a couple of days ago for us now. And it was, uh, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say it was good or bad at this point. It's too early. But we thought we'd give you a little rundown and talk about some of the games that were featured. Xbox had their very own conference at Gamescom, which I missed completely. So I'm grateful that Yeah, Jamie's, that was the um, day before, wasn't it? It was, was yeah. Before, yeah. Um, it turns out it was rubbish. <laughs> it, it was rubbish. Uh, there was a little bit of Xbox Series X and S news about cloud gaming capabilities coming this Christmas, which is, um, I suppose, is cool if you are interested in <laughs> Xbox. I, I think that I think that's fucking damn cool. Actually, it's a given though, right? We were something that we knew was yeah. going to happen. It was yeah, just a matter of time. So it's a nice it's confirmation, cool. like the fact it's that you could cool. you could buy a previous generation Xbox and play next gen games on it is is pretty fucking cool. I think yeah. once again, it sort of reaffirms the fact that Microsoft uh, know more about what they're doing, and it's the whole they're winning the war as opposed to the battle. Right? They're just they're move they're silently moving in the right direction, yeah. saying the right things all the time. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator is getting some competitive multiplayer. I'm not what I'm interested for that because I did not hear anything about this. So you can <laughs> if if anyone knows, you fill me in. I, I think you've basically said all there is to it. <laughs> I'll be honest. But how does it, how is it competitive? That's what I don't get. How do you com- have a competitive multiplayer in that game? Who, who flies from A to B first? Oh, literally, that's it. You just fly fastest. I think oh, so. That seems so. that seems weirdly rubbish. Could be cool with like flight flight plans and parts. Could it? And... That sounds like the dullest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I'll tell you what, Alex Jones. Okay, you and me, we'll take a race. Uh, Arctic to the Antarctic, okay? And we'll, we'll see who gets there first. Jamie won't well, watch because he doesn't same, believe that that's place. possible. So here's the thing, Chris. You start the race, let Jones get a head start, turn around after like half a mile, and in a mile and a half's time, you'll have won because it's all, it's all interconnected. Uh, it's all connected. Have you ever heard you the know, expression, time is a flat circle? 
Well, so is the world. Time is a flat circle. Do you know what would be a sick mod that I would love it if someone made is just a big piss take? Is a mod that changed um, the world to flat in Fire uh, Yeah, that would be funny. That would uh, be if, wicked. And the filament, and you could just like fly into the, the big glass dome. <laughs> that, would, that would be great. But see, what's but, weird to me about that, about saying it's going to have competitive multiplayer, is like... You're also, they've said there's a, like fighter jets and the Top Gun expansions coming. Like, that's so much more interesting than like, a, I, did you fly to Glasgow faster than your mate did? Well, I, lo- I looked it up and I, it, it's a, uh, it is a racing expansion in partnership with the Reno Air Racing Association. So it's just like, far, like those crazy races, like Red Bull, whatever. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see the footage of it, I'll be honest. Ah, okay. All I know wow. is that they're also updating the world and countries like Germany, <laughs> Austria, and Switzerland are getting like lots of new aerial imagery and like high resolution Ooh. buildings and stuff like that. Yeah. So nice. if you like uh, flying over parts of Europe, you're in luck. You're if you want to go baby. and see Cologne Cathedral and get re- and pretend you're really at Gamescom, then you can do that. <laughs> Literally, Cologne Cathedral's in the game now. Nice. That's cool, be. man. That's that's one thing I did love about playing that was um, you, it was almost like Google Earth where you could fly around and look at cool stuff and like land near your house and be like, this is weird. <laughs> I loved seeing this those glitches cool. where they had like these like 500 story buildings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like there would be one number wrong and it would just make like one square of ground like to, yeah. to the fucking sky because <laughs> like one bit of the telemetry data was fucked yeah, up. I love shit like that. But yeah. That's yeah. Uh, there's some cool things. Forza Horizon Five. They they showed off a little bit, which we were just talking about Forza Horizon. But th- yeah. those games look incredible. Like we would, Jamie, um, you showed off. You were showing us some footage the other day from. Uh, of it was a, a rock, rock. a <laughs> big rock. <laughs> it, was, it was just I was watching some of the footage, from, not the new footage, but it was um, from one of their streams a few weeks ago. And yeah, there was one rock I thought looked really nice. So I shared a link with you too. And then we, we we sat talking about that rock. rock for about ten minutes. Yeah. It, was a it looked rock. it looked incredible. Like it looked like a real rock. It was a da- it was like, again it was a damn good rock. That that's a good rock. Uh, what do you guys think of the new controller that they brought out for Forza Horizon Five? I just skipped it. I <laughs> I literally looked, skipped over that bit. I thought it was a little bit too. You know what, Chris? It looked like mm. it was a Ubisoft punk rock mosh pit joint. If I'm being honest, it did. I I preferred the controller that we will get to later on. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, big time. Say. big time. Uh, it was just a little bit too, yeah, it was a little bit too like, oh, graffiti is cool. See, I, I didn't mind the so like the, world the, peace. I didn't mind the pink and blue kind of like cloud burst stuff on it. What I didn't like is putting it on a vomity yellow looking translucent cover. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought the colours were actually okay. For, more, for me, it was more of just like, I don't know. It looked Ra- a little bit radical. Too, yeah. Radical it, to like, the max. It, I, 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 I'm, I'm struggling to articulate myself now, which is disappointing because, put it this way, my thoughts on that controller were similar to my thoughts on a trailer we'll get to in just a few minutes' time. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Um, we mentioned Sea of Thieves before, but Sea of Thieves is getting uh, a Borderlands-inspired ship set for free that you can uh, you can earn if you want to play some Sea of Thieves. So Ran- both of the people Randy Pitchford, can, you uh, scamp. Can do that, uh, but then no Halo Infinite at the Xbox. Oh, um, what a bit bummer! Yeah, well, that that's the end of the uh, episode, folks. No Halo Infinite. So thank you for listening. And uh, to be fair, yeah. that that could have been a come a catchphrase over the last year or so, couldn't it? No Halo yeah. Infinite. No Halo True, Infinite. Yeah. No yeah, Halo, Halo yeah. Infinite. But it did get a little bit more interesting as um, 
we went to the actual uh, opening night live because, um, well, Jamie especially was psyched because one of his favourite little game series is getting a reboot. Isn't it, Jamie? It is. Um, Saints Row's back. <laughs> it's back, baby. baby. <laughs> um, yeah, this was like, I was ridiculously, ridiculously excited for this because I am a huge, like, a day zero fucking Saints Row fan. And when I say day zero, I mean, I remember... Um, there was a demo the, the, playing the demo for the original Saints Row on the Xbox 360, where oh, it was wow. it, you could freely roam around the open world, but it had like invisible walls in certain areas, and that there was a glitch that if you basically parked uh, a car uh, right alongside the invisible wall and uh, got out in the right way, your character would get out of the car and go the other side of the invisible wall, and you could freely explore the open world of uh, the first Saints Row. Um, nice, nice. I still have weird memories like that because I, I don't really know why. But I love <laughs> I love all four, and I'm going to call them four, not, or maybe four, let's call four, four and a half, uh, but really four Saints Row games for very different reasons, you know? Um, yeah, I totally yeah. get that different Very different, different games. Very different games for different audiences. And different, some people have favourites, some people just don't like other ones. I like all four, and I was super, super, super hyped for this. Um and then I watched the trailer, and oh, I, oh, I wasn't that happy. I wasn't that happy. Okay, but why? Because I watched that trailer, and I was like, "That that looks cool." It's not that it doesn't look cool. I think See, it, it is that it doesn't look cool. For one, <laughs> wow, it did. It didn't look cool. It did look cool. I thought it. Looked no, it cool. did. No, it did. Anyway, okay. sorry, go on. Well, hey, no, I the, like. I'm, I really, I, you two talks. I'm, I, I, I really struggle to articulate how I feel about this. I'm, so let me let me slag it off for a sec, and then you can, uh, <laughs> and then Chris, you can come back at me, and Jamie can as well. So, okay, I, I, I jokingly said to Jamie when that when I saw the trailer, and it was a joke, but then afterwards I was like, there, I think there was a weird underlying thing of. Not of truth, but of like, uh, there's a reason I made that joke, which is I said it's Saints Row gone woke. And the reason I said it was because... There's a woman in the trailer. How, no, how oh, no, they, no. That's, that's not what I was thinking at all. It was that, what it actually was. And this is why I'm saying it's not like woke wasn't the right word. I just said that to be funny. It's because it felt really, it felt sanitized. It, and it, mm. then I was, trying to, I was trying to think about what it reminded me of. And it was the fact that it reminded me of a bit of... Um, have you seen Ralph Breaks the Internet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a bit in that where they go and steal a car and him and um, uh, Veronica, uh, what's her name? Steal uh, Ver- a car. Mars. Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. What's that? What, I can't Veronica remember her Mars. name. It's not Veronica Mars. Damn, I can't remember her name. That's such a good film as well. And they steal the car and they have to get out of the game and then they're getting like chased by the cool kids who are like in their own cars and they're trying to like, and they're doing like weird, like spinning the car around and jumping through stuff. And she tries to like glitch out at the end and they, they manage to stop him. Great movie. Go and watch it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> And it just made me think of that. Like, it just looked like a sanitised version of Saints Row. There was no swearing in it until the very end. There was no firing of weapons. And I was like, are they are they even going to shoot anything? Like, they haven't smashed anyone in the face of a giant dildo. They haven't shot anyone up, like, in a weird way. They haven't done any crazy over-the-top stuff. It was almost like yeah. a weirdly... Like, but, but it is... I, just, I, does that, I, do you know what I mean? No, but it is the first trailer, though, right? Like, but you've got to make an impression... You got it. Yeah, yeah. This, this, what you're saying, Chris, ties into my hope, and this is absolutely yeah. blind hope for this. <laughs> this was a trailer created by a an animation studio, completely separate to the to Volition, um, that were brought on to make a trailer. Um, mm. 
But what jo- what Josie's saying, a hundred percent, is right in my opinion. Interesting. Where you know, like, like so, Saint Saints Row was always this thing. Where it was always like, yeah, kind of like, like it was the kooky brother to GTA. Yeah. But the the, the the words that you come to mind when you talk about the Saints Row games, and this applies to all four of them in some way, it was never like edgy because it was never concerned with being edgy. It never wanted to be cool. Uh, it was just it was it was its own thing. It, it had was its silly own and style. over the top. And it was yeah. silly. And like Jonesy mentioned, yeah, like there's a weapon that's like a, a five foot long dildo. I remember in I think it was in Saints Row Two, and this probably wouldn't fly nowadays, which may be why we're talking about this trailer the way we're saying it. If you went to your wardrobe and took all your clothes off, you'd unlock the ability to um, to streak and to flash people on the street, and you just run around and be able to run up to women and show them your dick, and they would get scared <laughs> and they would like cower away and like. Like there were like loads of storylines involving like gimps and like escaping from fucking whorehouses <laughs> on a horse and carriage being pulled by like naked men. And I only like, played that one. That was three, right? That was, was that Saints Row three? Because yeah. that that's three. the only Saints Row I played, and it was a full on wacky, like yeah, kind of crazy experience. Yeah, and like like Saints Row four. By the time we got to Saints Row four. Keith David, who was just a voice actor before, had now been cast in the series as himself. Keith David plays himself, and there are entire levels that are like um, homages to fucking They Live with like <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, you know, the fucking <laughs> thick shit going on. Um, and I, I get that they bat themselves into a corner. There was no runway left in some respects for Saints yeah. Row because by the time you're. By, by Where'd the time you the take cross, it? Yeah, the boss is the president of the United States of America, and he successfully fended off an alien invasion by going into a <laughs> virtual reality that's ostensibly the Matrix, wherein the player can essentially become a, a superhero, or one of a better way of putting it. You they had to, to re- like, they had to reboot it. They had yeah. to reboot the series. But I, I still kind of get where Jones is coming from, where where this felt like there's a, there's a moment at the end of the trailer where the the the, the boss, I guess we have to call her now, it, um, like fires off this giant like. Uh, rocket launcher that's yeah. loads of tiny missiles and kind of gives it like a knowing look to the camera and like a smirk and I'm like that's not Saints Row mm. and they're allowed to do their own thing and it doesn't have to be the old Saints Row because it's a reboot like reboots are, are allowed to establish a new identity for yourself and if the issue before was that your cookies batch you into a corner too quickly then go a different direction I just I, I was a little bit um, put off by by what I saw and I will say um, I was much more encouraged by everything I've read since I watched that trailer um, than I was by the trailer itself, which goes back to my hope that it was just like an outsourced trailer. And they said, mm. hey, we need like a, a, a central character uh, for this trailer. Like, who are you going to use for the key art? And they were like, ah, this is the woman who's going to be using the key art. Like, I didn't know till after I read an article that there is still a character creator. Like that woman at the end of the trailer, that's most... Yeah. Most people are never going to see her again. Like you'll still yeah, create yeah. your own boss, but the other three people are like real characters who are going to be in the game. And yes, they were felt a little bit Watchdog Toozy. And yes, like having that dude yeah. put on the, the the cute anime helmet with the finally LED display and the meow. I don't know what the Hello Kitty <laughs> is. It I don't fucking the kids anime <laughs> hentai manga. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I'll give, but I said to you guys on uh, via text, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and I will yeah. because they, I, I owe it to them. Um, but I, really, I, I, I just, you know, I hope, I hope gameplay wins me over. That's what I hope. Yeah, I get what you're saying about about it. Um, and I've, I've never held Saints Row precious, 
So maybe maybe that's why I'm I'm quite all right with what they showed. It it I, I do get what you're saying about what, like the over the top kind of like yeah. silliness. It's just like I remember when we watched the the Fable trailer um, last year, mm. and that was another situation where like a series that was really important to me growing up is getting rebooted from the ground up, uh, and someone's going to be able to apply a new vision to it. And we haven't really seen the fruit of that product their work yet but like that first trailer as a tone piece you were like okay there's there's an idea here that they kind of get what they're going for yeah Um, and it didn't put me off this just a little bit put me off and i just wanted them it sounds stupid i just wanted them to play it slightly safer like you know your audience just i know just there's a weird there's a weird thing with games and, and other mediums as well in that you you have something which was like a hit with almost like not underground because it wasn't at all, but with like a certain age group and a certain type of people who were like, oh, this is really cool. And then they managed to make a load of money out of it. Then they reboot it and they re- and they relaunch it and they go, oh, this is cool and everyone's going to love it. And you're like, that's not what it, what like <laughs> it is. Like it shouldn't be that everyone loves it. It should be that you're, that there's a certain group of people who are slightly, you know, who, whatever, who, who enjoy the game and want to play it, but then they aim for a different audience and it can just get a bit lost in translation, I think. But, yeah. but I'm sure, it's like as we said, it's just an it's just a initial cinematic so, trailer. Though. There's not gameplay and, like, and stuff. So. I, want to, I want to also be clear because I've seen some of the shit going on the internet. I'm not one of the people who like thinks that they've... I, I don't think they've gone woke. I don't think it matters that they're a... Oh, know, did people say that after? Oh, yeah. I watched some videos oh, some right, guy amazing. made. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. Like, mm, the, the quartering. No, but he's, he, so I found a guy yesterday and they, they recommended my channel. He was like on my front page and his channel, I found him. I'm not going to say the name. The channel was basically the quartering. His and his thumbnail is the woman who is the boss of the trailer. And the text says, what the fuck is this shit? And the title is <laughs> instant regret. Saints Row reboot gives you the SJW hipster experience and fans are furious. But how th- that's ridiculous. How can you know it's going to be the SJW version when you've that, seen but, nothing I of mean, that game? That's exactly what I was going to say is that there's like, you can't look at the uh, fact that the oh. boss is now a woman and say that it's an SJW thing or that it's woke or anything like that. I don't think it looks like Fortnite. Um, and the only reason, like my, when I messaged you that literally and you were like, what do you mean? And I said, it literally was because I knew it would annoy Jamie. And I thought <laughs> and there was something a little bit off with it. But yeah, like thinking about after, just like I said, it was, it felt sanitized. It wasn't that yeah. it felt woke really, or yeah. like a SJW like, cashing. It just felt so, a bit there's sanitized. So, there's so much room for them to still go off the deep end when we see more of this game. And, and, I, absolutely. and I'm looking forward to when we do. And I, for what it's worth, I don't care. I almost want it to be over the top. And I think people that have this like, weird fetishization around the old, especially Saints Row 1 and 2, especially if it's just Saints Row 1, and like the OG kind of like weirdly serious gangster aesthetic when it was still just a GTA clone. I think those people have massively, massively uh, got an issue with the roasting to glasses they're wearing because like we do not need another, like we do not need a gritty GTA clone gangster game in this day and age. God, no. I I, th- I I fondly remember Saints Row 3. Like, I liked the how wacky that was. I didn't play 4 and I didn't play, like, the weird after thing where it was strange. Because, bro, but- Saints Row 3 was where it found its identity. Let's say yeah, right. so many people have um, love for Saints Row 2 online nowadays. <laughs> I kind of don't get it because Saints Row 2 was, like, outside of letting you do funny things in isolation it really struggled in terms of what is its tone and personality. Yeah. Like, over, like, what was the story of Saints Row 2? 
Who know, no, no, no one fucking knows the answer to that question. Like, at least Saints Row 3 was like, okay, you know, people like Gat and Pierce and Sean Deer, like, being established as characters, and the idea that the Saints, the Third Street Saints, are becoming celebrities as being established. And, you know, they've got energy drinks like Saints Flow that are being sold. <laughs> and, and, like, you know... It was that, that ridiculousness that gave it the charm, though. I think so. Was, that, that was, yeah. and they've got so far to go of the reboot. Like, it'd be, anyway, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with it. I apologize. I'm not going to talk this much about every game, but like, <laughs> means a lot to me. And yeah, but um, four oh, player co-op, enough, four player co-op, um, which is interesting. I'm not really sure how that's going to work with, um, or how that will integrate. But hey, every game nowadays is a co-op and is three or four yeah. players, so it makes sense, I guess. I'd imagine. Like, I'd, yeah, I don't know. Actually, do you take your own player into their game, or do you play as one of those three side characters? Yeah, so that's, that's you've, got, you've got to be able to take your own character. Come on, otherwise that'd be dog shit. I hope so. But um, not long to wait though, because it's the twenty fifth of Feb, which isn't you know we're not talking that far off. So um, no, good, news. Man, good news. Yeah, fe- February's getting stacked. Uh, yeah. We we then saw uh, the reveal for Marvel's Mid- Midnight Suns um, by Firaxis, which is a tactical RPG, which is coming out March of next year. This w- weird. I know you guys wanted to talk about it. Yeah, well, we, we knew it was coming. Um, yeah. There were kind of like rumbles and leaks. I don't know if it was ever like overtly said, like, this is the thing. I really um, want to see the gameplay. Like, that's what I really want to see because I, I want to see how that, how, right. how because tactical, how action, how RPG, like, how does the, that all the fit together? The leak described it as an XCOM Marvel game, right? And now yeah. that they're talking about it officially, the word is, A, it's not as XCOM as you're expecting it to be. Exactly. But no one yeah. knows what that means yet. Yeah, yeah. But hey, the trailer was cool. It had had Wolverine. It had Blade. Can, and, and I know Sorry. Jamie, you were, you were quite happy about Blade. Can I tell you who actually looked the sickest in that fucking trailer? Yeah. Is is, is fucking? Oh, I'm Go gonna, on. Fuck, I can't uh, even. What, think you. what was the fucking name again? Shit! Oh, I'm gonna pull up the train now. Uh, it's it's fucking escaped me. It's escaped me. Give it. Give us some clues. Give us some clues. Ghost Rider. Oh, Ghost oh, Rider. Ghost Rider. Ghost With Rider, the cool mask. Kind of he and he's got yeah, the chains. And, yeah. and the cha- just like as, as, a, as a character in that kind of a game, I could imagine that he would be sick. A lot the, of fun. The setup, the setup was kind of weird with the whole like, uh, almost like, I don't even know, like medieval like stuff they were wearing and they're all wearing these kind of like weirdly yeah. magical costumes and stuff. It oh, made, you, know, was, you noticed it a lot towards like the end shot where Wolverine's like walking out and his like suit is like he has gold embossing and shit like that. It's like, yeah. what is this? I, I, yeah, I'm, I think, I'm I'm not enough of a Marvel nerd to know who was, that chick was that they awakened. I think that I, I, I might be getting this wrong, but I think the chick that they're awakening is someone they've made up for this game. Yeah, but the Midnight Suns comic arc is real, and it was one that was very like uh, invested in the kind of like vampire-y style stuff. So like, the main yeah. the main bad person I think they were saying is Lil- Lilith 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 yeah Lilith yeah. Lilith and so then the, straight from Diablo Four <laughs> and they've created a with Marvel they've created a brand new hero um, which is is it Hunt Hunter or Huntress or something like that Hunter something um, I can't remember I don't but they know. said but you will then be able to you know sculpt your hero and how they their powers and stuff I think so which is which is That's super cool. interesting like I don't know how they're going to quite. <clears throat> How that will quite work, yeah. but but yeah, I, I, it, I just like it could I be cool. Blade, I just thought Blade looked funny. Blade is one of those characters, and Chris, I think this actually does apply to Ghost Rider as well. Where you're like, the second you see them on screen, you're like, how has this all this shit become so big? And they haven't done something good with this character yet. Like, look at all <laughs> yeah. this potential, 
And I know there's a Blade film on the way. And I think Mahershala Ali is inspired casting if he's not too old by the time they fucking make it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Ghost Room and hey. Nick Cage nailed it. You don't need anything else. Yeah, Nick Cage did nail it. It was it was a good Nick Cage performance in a bad movie. <laughs> hey, Nick Cage, is, Nick Cage is always good. Um, I was torn on Vanguard, like Call of Duty Vanguard. Like it was one oh. of those that I, I wanted to like it, but I, it felt like it hadn't progressed enough for me. It felt like a, looking at an older Call of Duty game. Um yeah, you see, Jamie I, I, is not impressed. Yeah, I, I disagree with you as well on that one. Okay, well, no, cool. Let's, what was yeah, that let's... basketball player called? Like D- Dikembe Mutombo or whatever. <laughs> the guy who wags his finger. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, yeah, Dike- D- Dikembe Mutombo. I'm going to give you the finger wag. There we go. Yeah, there, there's there's loads of new stuff in, in in what they're doing there, Jonesy. Though. No, no, I'm not saying there was nothing. I'm not saying there wasn't any new stuff. I'm saying you, it you pretty looked... much literally just said there's nothing new. No, no, it looked like an older Call of Duty game. Like the way it looked would look an old, older Call of Duty game. Sorry, and then the, yeah, the me, new elements, the new elements so. I, didn't I, I look. I thought it looked like I thought it looked like the Modern Warfare reboot, but just set in World War Two. Which which old Call of Duty game did it look like? Uh, help, help me here. Help me help you. Oh God, I don't even know. What was the last World War Two one they did? World War, World War Two. There you go. That one. It looked like that. It didn't <laughs> look I, new. I, I, I think it looks so different, dude. Bro, go and I look, don't know, it man. did not look like yeah. Ecology. And then the, when they showed, like, now you can climb, uh, the bricks, like, sticking out of the wall just yeah, look horrible. So, the, way, so, the way that you can, oh, look, you've got, it's, it's like freaking Mirror's Edge with that, this, just suddenly you get glowing bricks and you can jump yeah, up. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, that probably was the w- low light for me because I was also just getting flashback of, like, fucking, in Doom Eternal where they put platforming in a fucking shooter and it's just like, have they done this to COD now? It's quite I a, liked it in Doom Eternal. Uh, oh no, it's dog shit in Doom. is going to be dog shit in this. The, the um, last thing Call of Duty needs is to feel more th- cartoony th- and arcadey. They every game they seem to bring out, it feels that, slightly bro, there worse. Was no, there was nothing about that does, demo man. that looked remotely arcadey or cartoony. It looked the opposite. It was one of the like, like the most the the slowest, most considered, most atmospheric Call of Duty demos I've seen for a while. Jones is completely frozen for me. Frozen for me. Has he frozen mm. for you, Chris? Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think we, we lost, lost the big man. Oh, you know what or, they say. Or <laughs> he, he does he doesn't know how to work himself out of the you know the hole he's dug himself in. So he's just he's, he's <laughs> sitting there like this. He's just not moving. Know, what's the name of the animal that plays dead every time it thinks it's in danger? Oh, possum. Yeah, this is Jonesy's possum technique where he's backed into a Call of Duty shaped corner and he's just playing dead. Um, should we continue talking like about it. Vanguard? Yeah, we might as well. <laughs> well, it's going to be a very one-sided argument now because you and me actually agree with each other. Well, right? no, we do agree, but I'm still, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, the the fucking theme for this show for me is I'm in two minds because mm. remember what I said last week is I, I, I hope that they're not taking it too bombastic. And, yes. And what do they show in this? Is like you, you fucking. You escape the house, you you jump across the rooftops, you get into this other house, which all felt very linear to me. And then the house starts collapsing. And then I got like fucking oh. flash. No, listen, and then I got flashbacks of uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, the the section where the fucking rods of Thor, whatever they're called, hit California and you've got to escape the fucking earthquake. And it's like, okay. And then and then you get like, I like the bomber stuff. I thought that's quite ambitious, but that could 
you know, balancing act. I know what you mean. It could go bombastic, and it's just like, yeah, come I, on. I, I, I'll be honest. I think it will be bombastic because I think Sledgehammer, um, like they make their campaigns yeah. with those kind of like cinematic ambitions in mind. And like you're right, like that bombing sequence at the end, it was both simultaneously like impressive in terms yeah. of its its scale and the presentation. Oh, he's gone. It, yeah, we've lost him off the call now, so could be anywhere. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you're right. Like when buildings start collapsing and sli- you start sliding down, like Uncharted Two style. You know, clearly, <laughs> you're you're trying to sort of like you're going for something very specific. Yeah, I'm almost, time, I'm almost half expecting it to turn into like Crash Bandicoot, where you're sliding down and there's a barrier and you have to jump, time your jump to go. You know, like uh, that that would could be kind of shit. But like, I'm not I'm not that I. I think that stuff will actually work out in terms of like the pacing and the flow of the game. Like I'm not going to be too critical of like big cinematic set pieces in a Call of Duty campaign. Yeah, that's yeah. always been how they've been beaten out. And um, I'm not surprised that that's still the case. I think, but though that like some of the moment to moment gameplay in the early parts of the demo where it is a little bit slower, I think they kind of nailed the, um, they've kind of nailed the atmosphere. I think some of the, like the lighting actually looked like really good. As they were going through those in the, the the kind of the interiors early on, yeah. Um, new things like um, obviously because it's using the MW engine, I think from twenty nineteen, yeah. Um, which is why I said it looks like the Modern right, Warfare exactly. reboot. So like um, you know, but they've kind of built on some of the systems like you could like mantle before and kind of like yeah, put put your gun on cover, and now you can kind of like blind fire over it. Did you see that? Yes, like there's yeah. one bit where she gets behind a couch, and yeah. you can like L two to kind of like put your gun or R2 to blind That's fire. after she did the sniping shit. Yeah, and there's also like hints at some of the more destructibility stuff. Like there's one bit where there's like these wooden panels in a wall and she sh- where she's got a shotgun and she shoots through it and uh, for the last guy, she just fucking sprints and actually <laughs> runs through the wall herself. And then that was a bit silly. Yeah, but, I, I but, like the bit with the two Molotovs in that like library yeah. section. Like that, and you know, that, I, that again was like where like the, the kind of the it was getting a little bit more bombastic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm always happy for world war two games, so I will definitely play it. Like it's not a question. Like I'm, I'm always, I'm always quite selective when it comes to COD and whether I pick it up or not, but like I'll, I'll pick it up because it's world war two. I fucking love world war two. Sure. And Uh, that was just her campaign, right? That was a level from she, whatever that sniper's name is on the Eastern front. So, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, but it's gonna be yeah. I wonder how they're going to do it, like with the hopping around and yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's going to be an interesting one, but we're not going to have long to wait, which is we're not. a nice thing, at least. Yes, <laughs> it's. Um, I believe I have already pre-ordered, um, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you are a scumbag, sir. Because I wanted to instantly unlock the uh, PPSH blueprint in Warzone and also get access to the alpha, which actually starts this weekend on PlayStation. Yeah, that's kind of so. mad. That's that's like really soon. Yeah, I can talk talk about playing this game on the next episode of this very podcast. So that's exciting. Yeah. So um, Jonesy has Jonesy completely shit the bed. He's lost uh, internet by the sounds of things, right? Yeah, so do we carry on? I think I mean, so. Probably. I think based on sort of like where we're at in the podcast and the time it is in real life, um, I think we have to... I think I can give you 18 more minutes of my time. How about that? <laughs> oh wait, you, you you're considering ending the podcast now? No, not now. Oh, I was going to say, but in 18 minutes, if you've 18 only got 18, time. if you've only got 18 minutes, then how are we going to wait for Jonesy? No, I'm not saying we do wait for Jonesy. I'm saying we carry on. 
Oh, okay. And um, how about that halo? <laughs> how, how about that halo? Um, yeah, I mean, small halo. Like, it looks cool. It's coming out in December. Thank goodness. So yeah. They, so it, it's almost like a, a, an entire year, wasn't it? Because it was Bro, December last year it was meant to come out. I know. And I actually heard someone ask a really interesting question. And I don't know kind of what you're feeling on this in, in terms yeah. of like uh, how you've seen, like what you've made of everything they've shown so far. But it's like, so we found out, I think it was a few days ago or some point in the last week, just before Gamescom started through like a developer update, that some things are going to mislaunch. Um, yes. So oh, yeah, For- yeah. Forge mode is going to mislaunch, and somehow a co- the co-op campaign compatibility is going to mislaunch. They're yeah. going to be coming in later seasons. Um, so at launch, we'll just have the free-to-play multiplayer component and the uh, the single-player component. What the hell was this game going to be when it was going to come out last year? Because re- do you remember last year they only delayed it when it got to summer? We watched the gameplay demo. Everyone laughed at the graphics, and it got yeah. delayed by an entire year. Now, a whole year on, and it's like, Forge mode isn't going to be in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, but guess who is in the game? The Master Chief himself. It's Spartan Alex117 back from the dead. <laughs> wow. Wow, I, I don't know what happened there. That was weird. I know what happened. You What's just didn't want, to, you didn't want to dig yourself out of that hole that you... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait a minute. To, to catch you up, we've we've gone on to Halo Infinite now, and yeah. Jamie, okay. Jamie asked him the very important question of like, if this game was meant to launch last year, and it's they're saying now it's going to launch in December, but lacking co-op campaign and lacking Forge, what have they been doing? What uh, was it going to be last year? <laughs> but like, can, can, can I just put a, a very different spin on this? Because people are like, oh, this sucks or whatever. It's like. I don't. I don't care, and I think that this is going to start to be a more prevalent thing. And they're not the first company to do it, where major features are going to be coming at a late time. Especially if you think of like, let's say, Last of Us Part Two. Hey, guess what? The multiplayer is not shipping with the game. Yeah, but that's, that's Ghost of I Tsushima. The uh, yeah. the multiplayer obviously yeah. it wasn't announced prior, so it wasn't a thing that we yeah. felt like we were lacking. But it but, was added after the fact. But but I don't see anything wrong with this. I really truly, one hundred percent don't. Maybe it maybe seems weird in a of, game like Halo Infinite though. Bro, like, yeah, co- like co-op campaign. Like co-op to not campaign. Be able to, co-op like, campaign. I can. That's, I can a, that's a staple of the Halo games, yeah. right? For a lot, but for in some terms people. of but in terms of Forge, fine. Don't launch with Forge. It's, it's fine. I don't know. I, th- I, I I get where you're coming from. I do understand the sentiment. Yeah, it's just like if a certain segment of the game, like it also makes like financial sense for them. Like, Hey, this portion of the game is ready. This portion isn't. What are you going to do? Not release it until everything's ready. Maybe you used to do that, but these days with games as a service, like start making money before you finish your work, baby. Money, yeah, there's, please. There's a, there's the a really, editor, it's the editor's dream. Send them the draft <laughs> when it's half done. And start getting paid. I, I kind of, I, I get it in some, like you're saying, I get it in some sense. In some games, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it makes me a little uncomfortable to say to people, you need to pay for this full price game. Um, don't worry, you'll get those things that you want coming down the line. Suddenly, like reviews don't help you because you can't you can't review every aspect of a game before you pay for it. Yeah. So you might buy a game thinking, well, they've said that multiplayer is coming. I know no one's had a chance to play it, and I've already had to play full price for the game, and I've got no idea how good that multiplayer is. Well, but- Jonesy, here's the kicker, though, because if you're, playing full, if you're paying full price for this Halo game, 
you are the biggest mug on the planet. Well, obviously Halo's a bit different, no, no. but we're talking about the, the other biggest game. mug on the planet. <laughs> but we're talking, we're no, talking no, about you, like mate, you, you. We're talking about you, other if games you, if like you, uh, <laughs> if you pay full price for this, you're a mug. I don't th- if we're saying it's going to happen more going forward, <laughs> it, it starts to make me feel weird. Like, because you, it's, we're talking about like Last of Us did it and they said, oh, multiplayer's coming. Um, you had uh, Ghost of Tsushima did it and they said, oh, but it's coming. But it didn't seem to matter as much with, with those games. But if it happens more and more and more and it becomes more like bigger, bigger parts yeah. of games, it it's starts to make me like, feel super weird. The Last of Us and the Ghost of Tsushima things were both slightly different in how they played out. Yeah. Where Ghost, yeah. it was after the game came out, they were like, hey, we're actually going to do multiplayer for this. It'll be out in a while. The Last of Us, they came out and said, there's no multiplayer. Everyone kicked off. And then they came out and said, okay, there will be, but obviously it's going to take a while because we haven't been making it because we weren't going to. <laughs> Halo, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not enough of a big Halo fan to speak to whether or not Forge is a fundamental day one component of the game. But... um I, I don't want to normalize the idea of co-op campaign playability coming in season two. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, I, I, I think. Like, I think it's 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 like the it's like the never-ending rope thing of like we, what we always talk about as as editors, which is like the more rope you give us, the more rope we're going to take, and we're yeah. to the point now where you can fix your game with a fifty gigabyte patch on day one, and no one's going to bat an eyelid. We've got to the point where that's been normalized, despite yeah. how insane that is. I don't want to now normalize. You can release the the core component of game, your game three months later uh, because people. I I just I get the sentiment. I, I just almost yeah. I, I'm not ready for it. Well, so on that, I mean, you you kind of said it, but you also saved yourself from it. It, it it's not like a technically a season two thing. It it is going to be a couple of months later. I know. I think. Stuff. I think. I think they said it's like they're timing it with the launch of new seasons. So if I'm not mistaken. So what they're going to have a three month season? To oh, I, no, I, don't, so. I, don't, I don't know how many months they will last. But because I, I was, I was reading, it was like within the first two, two to three months, it's going to they're going to release those sw- things. I might have read something wrong, but I could have sworn I read something that was like the the, the campaign and the forge will come. Like co-op campaign comes out at the start of the first season that launches after the game. And then yeah. forge the one after that, but I might be wrong. Yeah. In fact, there's a decent chance I am. I haven't been paying close attention to this Halo because that's what happens when you know you don't have to pay for yeah. a video game. Yeah, you just stop true. kind of like looking yeah. at it under a magnifying glass, and you're just like, "Well, I'm just going to play it." You know what but, I am tempted to pay for? Yeah, there you go, Jonesy. One game that you will have to pay for, <laughs> but has been now confirmed to be releasing next year. No, no, uh, you're we missing it, Jonesy. You're missing it. Whoa. Oh. God, let me just fucking highlight it for you. Ding dong. Wait, um, where should I be looking? Wait, you're tempted to buy which one of those? Oh, two what? I was going to ignore that completely altogether. To be fair, both of them—the fucking elite controlling. Not that I will. And the um, the limited edition console that they've got coming out. I think it looks there you cool. Go. I think it looks it is, sick. They're both good looking pieces of kit. Hell I, yeah. I don't think I will. I don't think I'm liquid enough to buy either of them. I'm but certainly not. If as soon as my as soon as my moistness coalesces to liquidity, <laughs> it's going to be on PS5. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. be on the uh, limited edition console. Yeah, and then the Steam Deck after that. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, one yeah. game you will have to pay for, which is uh, now been confirmed to uh, officially being delayed until the 18th of February 2022, is Horizon Forbidden West. Um, so, so, but we knew it was delayed already. So, but we now have got a date. Well, but then, you know, stick the date wherever you want because they could just delay again. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
But Horizon Zero Dawn can now run at 60 frames a second on PlayStation 5, so... Well, I should fucking hope so. That is a... You know what? That is an awesome game. So if you haven't played that, maybe get it on it, your PlayStation 5 it, and it's, play it. It's, it's what I said, though, Jonesy. And it might have hurt you to hear this, but that game is finished and they moved it because strategy. You did say that. Yeah, you did say you said it was a strategy thing they did. Um, we then had a little bit of a section, uh, a long old look at Super Monkey Ball in, the, um, <laughs> in this, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> but, uh, and a few other games as well, like Cold of the Lamb, Persona 5's Morgana. Uh, uh, do you know one thing that does look pretty wicked? Lego Star Wars, the, Star, uh, the Skywalker oh, saga. Dude. Lego Star Wars, two of the best things be ever made. The Lego Star Wars releasing this fucking video game saga, because that's what it's felt like. Has been a bloody like saga, This is probably it? like the ninth release date this thing has had. had. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we thought Halo Infinite was, like, yeah. bad. Turns okay. out that um, yeah. Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is launching without the prequels. They're coming in season two. <laughs> I do you know what, I, I every time I want to see one of these games I'm like I mean, I'm pretty psyched for this I do want to play it I do want to do it's been get long enough there, yeah. right it's been long enough I've and seen so much it feels appropriate to go back to Lego with a in a game that like is arguably the, the like the best iteration of that Lego right. style and that Lego format but also modernized in some surprisingly cool ways as well yeah we'll see yeah, but then cool. the game everyone's talking about, or maybe no one's talking about, Doki, I don't even say it, Doki, Doki, Doki V? Doki, 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 V. Doki, 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 This, in case you missed it, so this is the hyper-realistic looking Pokemon styled, like weird kids with big heads and little pets that they get to fight each other in a in a very, very lush looking hyper-realistic world. Um, like it's visually stunning but it looks absolutely fantastic to a point where I was a little bit scared because the big head <laughs> kids look too real and they almost look like what's the what's the film of the dude who wears he wears a really weird paper mache head Frank like, Frank oh, it looks Frank, like yeah. it looks like kid Frank just everywhere. I don't think kind the of models looked hyper-realistic, but the, the scenery they're in is hyper-realistic. That's what I mean. They looked like plasticine heads in a hyper-realistic world, which is why I look like Frank. And that, I, for, for anyone who hasn't seen it, watch that fucking trailer. It is batshit insane, but in in a really good way. I don't, I'm, all, I'm all about DoKV, boys. Yeah. It was, I, I potentially just, am as well, yeah. yeah. It's one of those trailers that just like, we were comparing it before we started recording to that Black Myth Wukong game that also had a trailer uh, about a week ago. Um, and it's like, if you've got an impressive visual style and a, an impressive aesthetic and you just come out and show gameplay, you're going to catch people's eyes because we're so used to seeing, you know, to put it bluntly, a lot of the same shit. So when something's <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard. Cool, well, hang on, Jersey. Let's, <laughs> let's not get carried away. Yeah, we've moved on from that, Jersey. You missed it, all right? But uh, the, the, this is the kind of game that like is perfect for a show like this because it just kind of stands out. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. Notice. Yeah, you yeah. take notice. Hell yeah. It I'm definitely all about does, it. It definitely does stand out. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that made me, I did wonder about it watching it. So the first time that I ever played, I think Final Fantasy XV, um, it looks insanely good. And I was like, oh, this game looks incredible. And then when I played it, I was like, oh, 
you you it's not like a free open interactive game that i'm used to there's weird caveats to everything you can do you can you drive a car down the road no it's like some weird like it doesn't yeah. feel like you can drive a car down the road it feels like you're on a on a weird rail system and i thought is it going to be one of those where it's is weirdly limited in strange ways i don't think it is dude like from that trailer I- yeah, it doesn't look can, like it at can, all. Can I, can I tell you what the, the main vibe I got from that trailer? You guys are going to think I'm going to be so fucking stupid with this. Mario Odyssey. Mm, Breath of the Wild. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Hmm. What? Big time. I was not big expecting time. that. Big time. And Because you know what? As, as I was watching this, the, he's like skating and then he goes up this ramp and then he gets out his little fucking parachute and then he gets a gust of wind to push his parachute up further. I'm so the con- problem is, like, oh, I know I won't say that word. Stands wow. for Breath of the Wild will take any game that looks what, good what, and try and the, say, oh, word? it looks like Breath of the Wild. What was the word you were going to say instead of stands? No, you have what? to tell us now. No, I'm not going to say. I'll tell you, tell you uh, after. When we, when, we won't, when we won't get in trouble from YouTube. Yeah, was it Simps? It was Simps. You can say Simps on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's not, can you say it? Twitch is where you can't say Simps. No, no, seriously. Seriously, I think... Virgin? Yeah, Turbo Virgin. Uh, Stop talking about Josie like he's not here. Oh, remind me to tell you something mad before that I that I heard slash saw. Oh, great. Okay, okay. Sick, sickening. Uh, wow. Um, but yeah, like it's it's clearly this game is taking inspiration from a whole bunch of different things. Like, because it's not just Pokemon style game. Because your characters out there with a fucking massive hammer knocking shit into the ground. It's also, just, but like the P- Pokemon start, like Pokemon has been ripped off in so many ways by this point. It's almost a little bit lazy to say it's like a Pokemon ripoff because that has been like, I have kids and one of them loves Pokemon and he then has to watch every Pokemon ripoff <laughs> and there are so goddamn many of them. It's insane. So, but this, yeah. I don't think is that. I think this is actually trying to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. But you can see why, like, I guess people are saying Pokemon, but could be really cool. Uh, we'll, we'll see. What, what, what's, what's the what's the? Mm. Mm. I, I I don't know that I saw enough to say that it's not similar to Pokemon. No, no, but I mean as a as like a Pokemon ripoff, like it it's might well be but similar in game in gaming terms. There aren't that many like when you think about the fundamentals of Pokemon, like exploration, discovery I'm not, of I'm, wild animals, capturing them, and then using I should, them I should, battle. Like there aren't like what other n- games are you talking about? No, no, I'm not talking about games. I'm talking about. Um, uh, like anime or whatever. Like there are so goddamn many anime what, things. What relevance is the number of anime Pokemon clones <laughs> to a conversation about Doki V the video game? Because there's the when you see as many of those clones as I have, and how Which lazy. Most of us haven't. Continue. No, I know exactly, and how lazy they are with how obvious they are to rip stuff off. Like it's not even trying to be. It's not even trying to hide the fact it's a rip off. It's just obvious. And so when you see a game like that, like. It, it makes me feel like, oh, they're doing something different. So, for example, if you're talking about, like, uh, I, God, I can't remember the names of them, like Dinosaur King, Bakugan. Um, Digimon. None, uh, Digimon doesn't even come to mind because it's, like, an older one. But uh, what's the other one? A Dinos, Dino... Oh, God, I can't remember. Dino Riders. Dinosaur um, cards. Dino Riders. Um, Paw Patrol. The one, there's a weird one with pets. They call them pets instead of Pokemon. And they literally have little pets that they put like cards they pull out and they turn into animals and they fight each other. When you see so many lazy copies of Pokemon as I have, and you see Doke V, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel like they're just trying to do an easy Pokemon clone. 
I've, okay, I've just about connected the dots on the point you're trying to make, I think. <laughs> there are so, I've, I've seen so many bad ones. This looks like a good clone, <laughs> at you, least. You know, you know what Jonesy's, Jonesy's things are like sometimes? It's like looking at the constellations where you know it's like, look at those like scattering of stars. Oh, that's like a fucking the, the sign for Sagittarius. No, mate, you haven't it's seen a- what I've seen. Do you, know how many, <laughs> do you know how many rip-offs on Netflix there are of Pokemon that I'm made to watch? You have no idea. Did you, play the, did you play the entire Bakugan game on the Switch? No, you didn't. I had to sit through the whole goddamn we're, game. Yeah, but we're, we're talking about DoKV. Oh, my God. Yeah, fellas, and you're fellas, saying it's a rip-off I'm, of a I'm Pokemon. I, 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 let's just please let's just I'm move saying on. it's not that bad it doesn't look that Pokemon okay, it's look, fine. okay it doesn't look that Pokemon it looks cool that's all we'll say move on <laughs> let's rattle through let's rattle through a few others please I'm, I'm tired late. Uh, April O'Neil playable character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge sighting still very pixely um, Jurassic <laughs> Park Evolution 2 will be coming out in November um, and yeah. it looks exact, and exactly like Jurassic Park Evolution 1 which was good this is number two. Um, some would say it's an evolution. Some would two. say. Not, maybe not enough of, a, of an evolution, some might say. It's more revolution than evolution. Is it even revolution? Or is no, it just, just the same again? That's what people say all the time when sequels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Far Cry 6 is still a thing, so that's good. Um, <laughs> this is, this is uh, kind of like feeling what... like the opening night live was all about, right? It's like, uh, remember these things? They're still around, fellas. Come on. Um, and then a new football game is coming, UFL, uh, which is going to apparently go toe to toe with FIFA. It's like they to- never heard of totally, Toe Totally. Yeah. They, no, they, I think they literally, I think their trailer, I interpreted it as like a, they were calling out FIFA. No, no, no I, well, yeah, but, but I'm saying it's like they never heard of Provo. Like people have done this before, right? And it hasn't really worked. Well, it seems like the, the whole thing was like, oh, we're going to make it fair. Our game's all about being fair. Right, it should be about did, how good yeah. you are. It's fair. Which basically yeah. just seemed like a middle finger to Ultimate Team and being like, you shouldn't be able to buy good cards. But that's how you make money. <laughs> so your game is not going to make any money, like you're basically <laughs> saying. So Maybe. you're not going to be around for very long. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Fight Express, which is being oh. made by one dude, one Polish dude, apparently, one Polish dad, something is what Jeff Keighley alluded to, looks it, very interesting. Uh, it has a bit of a she- Sifu vibe to it. Dude, um, it's like it's if, Sifu, if Sifu met uh, Gang Beasts. <laughs> oh, fuck, okay. I was yeah, thinking more like if Sifu, maybe if Sifu met Gang Beasts and they had a threesome with my friend Pedro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and inspired by Hotline Miami. Sure. Potentially. But all developed by one Polish dad. It looks cool. It looks really cool. It, does, you, it, did, it does look cool. I don't know what guys, the game is. Did you get the thing that, like, at the beginning of the trailer, I was totally in, and then I thought it was wicked, but then as the trailer went on, I kind of got, like, slightly cooler and cooler to it. Like, I, I, no, I started I, off really hyped, and then I was like, my, my, my thought process was... This looks cool. Then by the end, it was like, this still looks cool. But what you're showing me these tiny vignettes, and I have no idea what the connective tissue between any of this is. Like every vignette is like a different playable character fighting against different bad guys in a different environment. Cool variety, but like, what is this game? Yeah. Is this like, is this like a weird, like, beat them? Because there were some sequences that looked almost more like story sequences. I don't don't know. But it looks cool. It looks looks cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
we also saw that Valheim is getting its first major update. Park Beyond is a new park management game from Tropico that looks absolutely insane. And it just had me thinking with like, your creativity and imagination is your limit. I'm like, well, I'm screwed then because I don't have <laughs> those things when it comes hey, to um, park. Jonesy, I, I, once, I once saw you build a penis-shaped airship or rocket rather in Kerbal Space Program. You have spades of uh, creativity, my friend. Come on. Thanks, mate. Um, Splitgate Season 0 is um, is also live now. Splitgate is a weird friggin' game. Like, sometimes you I see it and I think yet. it looks... No, I haven't played it yet, but sometimes I see it and I think it looks wicked. Sometimes I look at it and, like, how they're not getting sued by um, uh, Valve because it's just such <laughs> a rip-off of uh, Portal. It's like Portal gone combat, but there you yeah. go. Definitely Valve, the person you want to sue for the idea of creating two portals that link to one another, and if you go through one, you come out of the other. It's even the, <laughs> it's like the colour of the portals and how they work, and I don't know, even like the way that, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I get what you mean, I get what you mean, Jonesy. It's I'm, super portal. I hear you. <laughs> you know people thank copy God, something, copy... God portal came around and invented the idea of portals. But you know when someone, they do something and they make it different on purpose so they don't get sued? It's like Splitgate did the opposite, and they went, no, nah, no, nah, just copy them from that game. Do you want to make them different? Nah, don't worry about it. Just copy them. Yeah. <laughs> no one will do it even. I, I, I have downloaded that game and I've yet to play it. Jamie had a lot of love for it, didn't you? And you played it you played it for a I, I enjoyed killing lots of bots. <laughs> oh, you did. I remember you saying about the bots. The bots come back again. Uh, I can't really bother talk about Jet the Far Shore. We've talked about it before. It looks wicked. <laughs> um, we talk about seafood. Not talk about Can I shout out seafood, though? We can. I think, about I think, seafood. I think seafood looks rad. I think it's it going to be a sleeper hit of next year. I don't think it's going to be a sleeper hit now. I think it's going to be a big balls hit. I think there's enough people talking about it. <laughs> I think it's going to be a big balls hit. Big balls hit. That, that was maybe the most um, the most Steph thing you've ever said. <laughs> hey, look, when I walk home and stuff's happening, uh, there's a lot going on. All right? I'm just just saying. Also just, worth noting that Sifu is another game coming out in mid-February, so uh, yeah. get your wallet ready. Next year is going to be so ridiculous. I also love the idea that, because I don't think it's actually pronounced Sifu. Sif- I, th- I think it's Shifu, but... but what, oh, Shifu. But what is good oh, about Kung people... Fu Panda. Uh, yeah, I might, I might be wrong. But what is cool about uh, people calling it Sifu is it? I always think that people saying seafood. <laughs> right. And that, but when you say Shifu, I think you're going to say Shifu, Shifu's on the Shifu shore. <laughs> wow. Imagine, imagine shifuing on the floor. Shifuing all over the floor. Sometimes oh my god, there to. are two flies now. Fuck off, <laughs> stupid flies. I hate Back flies. Off. Back would, off. Would you would you like them to go synced off planet? Would you? Oh wow! <laughs> I would segue. like them to go off planet, just like synced off planet. Um, which Jamie, you've played? I played. Uh, I played it like two years ago at Gamescom 2019, That's and it so felt weird. like a weird ripoff of the division with a bunch of other influences from other games coming in. Basically, like, it's a big-budget Chinese game, so they spent money making it look pretty, but they've ripped off all their ideas from other games, and as a result, it felt like it had a pretty bland personality, as mm. was probably illustrated by anyone who saw this trailer. And the first three words are, the Morpheus chip. Uh, and I <laughs> st- stopped listening after that. <laughs> Yeah, I must admit, like when you that trailer was, it didn't really have anything that made you go, "Oh, I really want to play this game." It was just some some like generic sci-fi fare and then a bit of bullshit. 
And yeah. it's like, okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, Jungle Book content is coming to Fall Guys, which I forgot Fall Guys was even a game. So All right, and, you and you're talking about like bullshit and fair enough. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. what, what, like, how, why is this a thing now that needs to like, be on opening night live? The, the run-up to the ending of They've the They've got show. to pad it, mate. Come no, on, no, man. no, because I think you, the run-up is where you start building uh, hype back up again towards the ending. And it, I was shrugging a lot in the final third of this show. Yeah. A lot. I'd actually stopped watching by this point. I think the last <laughs> right. thing I watched was Jet, the Far Shore, and then I had to go and do some other stuff. So, um, yeah, missed out on the end bit, which I then caught up with um, Death Stranding Director's Cut trailer. Um so I got to see a bit of that, but yeah. Amazon's New World MMO uh, got a new trailer and it will be going to open beta next month. Again. Uh, again. This is, yeah, like, okay, yeah. It's not going to, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Amazon, are, Amazon are doing it. They're going to kill it. Hey, listen, it comes to video games, so, some people have been quite, quite, like, um, positive. I might try that beta. I might try. Ooh, I'm tempted like, to have a look at it. The, beta, the thing with beta is now is obviously like time is money for us because we're all such hardworking and talented individuals. But um, I don't know. I, I, there is a bit of a FOMO with something like New World where if you just didn't touch it until all of a sudden it came out and in the day it came out, everyone decided where this is the hot new thing. I'm not, I'm not going to say something stupid like this is the New World of Warcraft because I don't think that will ever happen. I think it's a one-off. Um, yeah. But like, what if this did become a big deal? What if people started playing it? And what if you had no idea how you felt about it because you didn't play it for free when you could have? That's why I will vouch for um, Amazon's brand spanking new MMO, New World. New World. Check um, check the comment section description down mm. below for a new link. For thank you, Jeff, <laughs> for uh, uh, sponsoring this podcast. I think open betas are also de- they're the dead the modern demos, aren't they? That's yeah. like where you yeah. go and you download and you play a game before it comes well, out. So you that, it's off. <laughs> that um, is what they are. But no, Steph, they are. Steph's played Steph's played this in the previous betas, and he streamed it. And I think he's he's he been quite like positive it. about it. He didn't no, like it. He, I think some of the Technoover boys did. I think Joe liked it. But I was talking to Steph the other day, and I don't think he is that keen. All oh, right. Okay. I could have uh, really enjoyed it. I might, I anyway. might be wrong. I might be wrong. Anyway, and end the show, Jeff Keeley. Yeah, we then we ended the show with uh, Death Stranding director's cut. We had of another um, extended look. Um, obviously, we've seen some stuff before. But we saw a few new things that they teased us with, like a funky, cool jetpack, and we got to see the leggy walkie boy again. Um, but yeah, that game is still very, very beautiful, and it is a good looking game, and and lots of reasons to get back into it if you got into it before, like me, or reasons to play it if you haven't. Jamie's heard of burglar. Uh, something, there's something going outside my window at 2am, but I'll find out what it is afterwards. Um, um, yeah, Jamie, a, a pretty decent show. Yeah, Jamie, you you know more about it probably than, than I do, but there's it seems that there's an area in Death Stranding that's like more... They showed it off in the trailer, but I can't really... Like, there's this bunker or something that you go through, and then it's like an entirely new kind of section. Do you mean like... um? Oh, you mean like the actual new mission? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, that, they, they, they showed off new, uh, uh, like a decent amount of footage from a new mission. You're right, Chris. It seems to be going on some kind of like underground area. Yeah. Norman Reedus' character is following like some kind of like a hologram of some kind of woman in there. Um, and that's uh, that's where it, they showed off some of the environments that look like very MGS. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, um, I'm not really sure what that's about. There's nothing really like that in the base yeah, game. So that's yeah. kind of curious. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I like the thing where... alluded to with the other trailer, wasn't it? Where they yeah, was exactly. in the, um, the weird factory area. Back yeah. when um, Hideo Kojima was still teasing um, Abandoned. Abandoned. With the... <laughs> With, by inverting the box of oranges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man, I can't wait for some more abandoned bullshit to come out. But, yeah, in, in that trailer where um, Norman Reedus was in the underground bunker, like, sneaking past things, but he had, like, fucking five crates on his back. <laughs> so he's, like, hiding behind this rail, and there's just this, like, massive stack of moving yeah. luggage. Like, come on. <laughs> I was watching this and thinking, these are all cool things. I just don't know if I need to... I don't know. I can't play the whole game again for them. I'm not going to play the whole game again to like use a firing range once, do one lap of one racetrack once, and like the bud, like the leg leggy buddy, and um, and the jetpack would have been cool to play the whole game with. But I'm not going to do that again. I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this was also a bummer of a trailer in that, like, great at clearly showing what the new features were, but like, talk about the PS5 support. Talk about like talking about. Talk about what the uh, talk about what we Gene was about to play with like haptic feedback and, and triggers for the first time ever, and we don't know what he's doing with them. Like that was a bummer. I don't know. I wanted to hear more about that stuff. Yeah, but that's just me, maybe. Well, you know what he's doing with them? He's making a game called Abandoned. And all uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But so, so this is this is weird to me. So apparently, the trailer wasn't edited by Kojima. No, uh, Kojima tweeted and said that it was done by people at the Kojima Productions team. And the he the trailer that he's been directing is coming out in September, I think he said. Right, because that's what I was going to ask. Because obviously he's been teasing, he's been editing. Let me find it. Um, he's you know what's going to happen now. This is the next thing. He tweets out going, "Finish the editing, all good." And then the day after, there's going to be a new abandoned trailer. And everyone's going to go, "Oh, I was in yeah, that's mental." Come on, come on. What's in the box? The Kojima's head. Um, I, I, found, Hassan, I found Hassan Karaman finally went mental. Uh, I, I found like one tweet where he says it, but it's not the tweet that I got given on my timeline earlier. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. But um, fair enough. With that, Whew, what a what a chunky mistress we've had today. Indeed, with only one news story, um, technically as well. Found so, uh, good morning. Not the same as the final trailer I edited, but it's a gameplay video editor edited by the then in quotation marks cool video team at Kojima Productions. It shows the differences between the original version and the director's cut version, brackets PS5, in an easy to understand way. Final trailer coming in early sept? Question mark. I like that in an easy to understand way just means like without the Kojima bullshit, which yeah, exactly. confuses everyone. Well, there's a little bit of consumer bullshit at the end where, like, Norman Reedus opens this door into the middle of an ocean and, like, a giant whale comes to bite his head off. You guys see that? No, no, I I missed it. It's the very end of the trailer. There's, like, a one more thing, and it's like he opens a door in the middle of the ocean. I love that they're they're like, Kojima, we've made the trailer for you. We're really happy with it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love it. It just needs one more thing. And they're like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I can imagine his comment on Frame.io. He's like... Just add in a, a video of Norman Reedus opening a door to the ocean. Need, needs more like, whale. Kojima, I love it. Needs Mr. more whale. Kojima-san, okay, we've inserted the shot of the camera going down Norman Reedus' throat into the point where there's a baby inside his body. Is there anything else? Are there any other <laughs> final changes? Make the baby give us a thumbs up. Okay, hold on. Sorry. Hang on. Oh, What's no. Going on? Oh, no. I was joking, getting told off by the wife. He's muted his mic, so even oh, the people at home won't get to know oh, this juicy gossip. No. 
Oh, we're about no. to get a domestic live on camera and we were 10 seconds away from wrapping oh, up the whole thing. Can you believe I'm it? sorry, you, my three-year-old, my, sorry, not even my three-year-old, my, my, my two-year-old just came to the top of the stairs and said, Daddy, are you downstairs? <laughs> so I had to say, I was like, yeah, bud, go and wake mummy up. Just, just talking about Kojima-san, son, I'll be up in a bit. <laughs> yeah. I was, but no, then I heard my wife come out and come rescue him. I thought he was oh. about to come down. Like, I was going to go up to try and save him. Oh my God, just end the podcast now, Jonesy. Yeah, yeah um, we need a code word. Um, end it now. That's the code end word. it now. End it now. That's the code end word. Now. Um, thank now. you very much, everybody, for getting to this point in the uh, show. If you made it this far, put the code word "end it now" in the comments down below on the YouTube video. We are at Super Show Pod on YouTube and on Twitter. Uh, you can reach us at all the other lovely. I um, like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, podcast places. So go there if you'd rather listen to us. Thank you so much to all of our Patreons for supporting us. Don't forget, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash super show for as little as $2. You can join our Discord and you can chat to us. Thank you to you all out there. Thank you to Jamie. Thank you to Chris. Uh, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. See ya.